The government totally sucks, you motherfucker. The government totally sucks. Ben Franklin was a rebel indeed. He liked to get naked while he smoked on the weed. He was a genius, but if he was here today, the government would fuck him up as right GSA. We are live with episode 20 of the Please Don't Kill Us podcast. This is Big Brown V. I'm here, of course, always with the Futures. How you doing? What up, man? What up? Hello. Nathan, Miss Heather, how you doing? Once again, young Kurt Hendricks is in the house. You're becoming yeah. a regular, dude. Yeah, you have to pay rent soon, homie. No, I'm just kidding. Get that young perspective, man. You that's know? right. That's right, young man. But we're glad to announce only really, I'm not counting you, Kurt. You've been around too long. But with the second guest besides Miss Asia McLean, the first episode we had, here yeah. episode 20 episodes later, we have another guest. And coming from, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it, Reed Bentley. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, What's up, man? Welcome to the show. I know. We've been trying to get him on since, I think, episode, like, three. (laughs) After episode three, he approached me. He was like, hey, man, I really want to come on the show. And I'm like, we're going to make it happen. (laughs) And so it's just been a long time coming. But we definitely got, got it going on here. I'm going to let you and Nathan Future take over because I know there's a lot of stuff going on current affair-wise. If you want to take the lead on that, Bentley, and let them know what you think about um, some of the stuff in the recent news. I don't, I try to think some off the top of my head, uh, there's some kind of mind control rolling across the bottom of Fox News right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I did, no, I'm not is, even going to go there. This is the guy who did the shooting in uh, Florida, right, where okay. he said that he had he had went to the FBI and told them that he was get he felt like he was under some kind of mind control and that he was almost being enticed to watch ISIS videos and to even commit a terrorist attack because he felt like the government was in his head. Mm. He told the FBI that they checked him out, said everything was good with him, and then later he did the shooting in in Florida. So that's insane. That's what that was talking about. Does he got three names? Because you know when people do mass <laughs> murders, usually they get three names. I mean, sometimes it's mostly if they assassinate somebody important. But if you what notice, are you trying that, to say? Oh, okay, okay. I'm not, not trying to say that it wasn't important enough. But no, I, mean, I was just trying to say, are you trying to insinuate something? Are you asking if he was screaming all the aquabar? I'm just saying. Is that what you were saying? The, the most, most of the time, like Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, he was like a John Wilkes Booth. Yes, right, who's right. the guy? Who is the guy with <clears throat> James Earl Ray, Martin Luther King Jr. You know, everybody always gets that third name. Who's the guy that shot a uh, um, John Wayne Gacy? John Wayne Gacy, he was a I'm trying to think of the dude that shot a. Sick people, sick people always have three names, man. You know, John Wayne Murdoch. Like, ah. <laughs> he said he's sick and evil. Um, yeah. I know that it's a, it's a the one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on. This sounds so horrible, but I know that you have you're in the same vein of belief as a lot of people on this podcast. Like, you stay involved in the news, but you may not have the same. I can't explain it without, like, you're almost like on one side. I feel point like sometimes, of view, different point of view. Yes, yeah, different perspective. Right. Than, than other people that are here, and that's the reason this podcast exists, is because I want to hear all sides of the story, especially since, I don't know shit, I'm not, I ain't gonna come out and act like I do. I mean, I would say the hottest topic right now that okay. just happened, you know, the, the fury, all the protests outside of Trump just winning in general was the uh, the quote-unquote Muslim ban yes. that was put on. Uh, the executive order he signed over the weekend that, you know, caused some interferences and some issues for, I think it was like 119 people who were detained. Ultimately, I think everybody was, was let go and they were free to go. 
but after he signed the executive order, some stuff changed immediately. So how did you feel about the Muslim ban and it, and that what happened afterwards? I mean, I know that it's been there's been quite a bit of uprising about it. How did you personally? How did, what was your perspective on it? Me, right? Nathan, yeah. I mean, I, I just I think that it's something that he he said during his campaign that he was going to do it. Uh, he felt like it was the thing, the best thing to do for the you know the security of the country, whatever. Yeah. I, I think that there's definitely some good in it. Uh, I mean, I think there's very minimal bad. I mean, it's a temporary thing. It's not anything that's that's going to stay there. Uh, but I think it's just like anything else, because there is a slight possibility or a way that the media can put it in a way that it's a ban against a race of people or a type of people that are going to do it. And it, it's just not true. Nothing about it says that it's a Muslim ban or anything of that variety. It's countries. Uh, I think they did say something about asking people some questions uh, as far as when they do come to the country. But I, I don't see anything about it that suggests that it's a ban against Muslims. There's nothing about it that says that Muslims are not allowed to come to the country. It's people who come from the countries that they listed. Yep. I'm, uh, Reed, how do you, I'm, I know you're chopping a bit, so I want to get your opinion on this. And then, Kurt, I want to definitely hear what you got to say as a young perspective. But Heather's like, looking at me like, don't even ask me on this one. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's definitely like, it, it's definitely a targeted ban. I mean, uh, Jim Crow laws weren't outright, you know, claimed as laws to uh, hold back and to be separate but equal for African Americans, you know, but that's still what they were. You know, it doesn't have to be written down in black and white on the order, but. That's essentially what it was. I mean, the seven countries, Yemen, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, uh, Iraq, Iran, and one other, I believe I forgot, I mean, are all primarily, uh, you know, they're Islamic states. So it's definitely targeted, and they were even, uh, there's even been a couple of instances of people being asked specifically, like Trump himself has even said he's going to be giving priority to um, Christian immigrants over everyone else, which... You know, as far as separation of church and state goes, yeah. you know, pretty a, just yeah. unconstitutional in itself to really prioritize when it comes to uh, to refugees. Um, so, I mean, overall, I think the reason it's already been blocked by a federal judge is because it was inherently unconstitutional. Whether he outright comes, you know, comes out and says this is targeted towards brown people or this is targeted towards Muslims or et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's definitely what it is. He's tapping into just like he has for the duration of his campaign. He's tapping into a lot of, uh, a lot of misplaced hatred. You know, like a lot of people who voted for Trump are not at all racist. Um, and then there's a very large chunk of people that voted for him that are very much racist and prejudiced, you know, for, a variety, a plethora of different reasons. Um, so, I mean, it, well, it's definitely, he's continuing right. to play I mean, into the yeah. same, like, what's that? That's kind of a blanket statement, though, saying a lot of people that voted for Trump are racist. That, I mean, I remember when people at, said that if you didn't vote for Obama, you was a racist. You know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of like right. the other side of the coin. It's like saying, okay, well, if you did vote for Trump, you're a racist. Mean. No, no, not at all. I, I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying just, you know, cut and dry facts. A lot of the people that Thank voted for him are, in fact, you know, like prejudiced, whether they're outright or not. And he was saying things, you know, that were particularly appealing to how they felt, you know, like uh, as, as far well, you know, as I know. Like, second, though, that's what Democrats live off of, though, is feelings. That's that's what the whole movement of the liberals are, is feelings and inclusiveness and and I think, I mean, there's, I don't know exactly the percentage I'm sure I can find as we're talking, but there's a good portion of people who voted for Barack Obama who actually voted for Donald Trump this go around instead of Hillary Clinton. 
And I, I, a great alt-right, quote-unquote, guy said it best. I think the same people who voted for Obama to say they weren't racist are the same people who voted for Donald Trump to say that they're not stupid. I mean, I think the option is there to say, look, you know, we'll give this guy a chance. He came in and he put on, and, and it's sad because, you know, I, I feel like black people in the black community have been held down for the longest time. But to have a guy come in off of the ground of skin color only, and if you're not going to tell me that majority of the people who voted for Barack Obama, what was his turnout of the black vote? It was like 85, 90% of black people voted for him. And you're going to tell me that wasn't racially inspired, but somehow that's, that's okay because it was a black guy who was getting voted for by black people. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very it's obvious a hypocrisy. Sword. It's a very obvious hypocrisy of saying he quote unquote tapped into the anger of other people. No, no. He tapped into people who were tired of the government thought that a black man was going to come in and change because generally speaking in our society, you know, the black community has been held down. So we see a man get to the status where he can become president. Hell yeah, let's give this man a shot. And then he gets in there and he's George Bush 2.0. Uh, I mean, he's essentially... That's, that's yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's a little bit opinion. of a stretch. George Bush 2.0, is, that's a little bit of a, a fallacy. Like, that's, yeah. that's a... Did he or did he not make the National Defense Act worse? The NDAA, he made it worse. He added more control, more control for the government to have, which ironically enough, it's Donald much, Trump will be able to take advantage of if he wanted to. Donald but, Trump has definitely taken advantage of some of the um, actions that were taken by Obama, just like every president from as far back oh, yeah. as, I mean, the beginning of the United States of America presidents have been using what the previous president put into play to be able to make big action. And it just so happens that after 9-11, George Bush started to implement things such as the airports you had to go through TSA, and that's been criticized heavily, and that they racially profiled people. And then the practices were just continued through George W. Bush's administration, or Obama's administration, sorry. And now Trump is going to take advantage of all the overuse of power that Obama displayed that Democrats supported because it was supporting their, their movement. Now Trump is using those same type of powers that Obama allowed to kind of be normalized. And now Trump is going to use those for what could potentially be harmful re reasons i don't know yet i'm still undecided i hope i'm on in the boat that he's our president right now and i have to be on board because this is my country and i'm hoping for the best i'm not going to pray that my pilot passes out in the middle of my flight just yeah. because i don't agree with the way that he likes to fly the plane i i'm riding on this plane i hope the country does great i hope he hopes the country does great and that's where I'm at. Okay, let Bentley get right, a chance to respond. If you're also a person who knows yeah. like how to fly the plane or how to at least like turn the steering wheel, you have <laughs> a responsibility, like you have a civic duty to if he does in fact pass out at the wheel to at least go up there and do your best to uh straighten the plane back right. out. Like that's that's where I that's where I'm at on it. Like I think uh I don't really know, like, you think what. You he should be, like, in the cocktail waitress uniform, like, serving you <laughs> my drink? So do we, Instead of falling yeah. on the plane. Hold on a second. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Do, well, no, you're good. So do you think that we should move into um, impeachment talks already? I mean, because that's what that analogy sounds like to me, that he's already steered us in such a direction that there's no way that he's going to get us to a successful destination for the next president to take over. The way I look at it is they're 
two wings of the same bird. Our government's moving in one direction. We have to talk about these things. There are definitely things that I want to talk about that I disagree with about Trump, but there's a certain amount of support I feel like you have to have for the president. That There were factions of the Republican Party that were okay with Obama being nominated, whereas there were other parts of that party that did riots and protests and started the birth of rumors and all that. But now the tables are turned and it's just we have more media showing us i mean facebook live you can see the protests it just seems like more of our life but it was happening a couple eight years ago i mean i think he's i think he very much um you know maybe not directly yet since he's been in office for you know not even two weeks yet um i think indirectly is steering us in a bad direction because whether or not he believes half of the things that he says, he's saying things to get a reaction out of people based on like internalized feelings that all these people have. Like it's it's very much a uh, it's very much a, I might not agree with them, but I can get them to do what I want them to do. You know, so I'm going to say these things. It's it's tapping into it's making people's um, it's making people's hatred okay uh, mm-hmm. for in, in very many senses. You know, whether it's uh, religious, uh, religious beliefs, or if it's, you know, just bigotry as far as like, you know, ethnic and, and racial things go, like overall, it's just making it, uh, much more okay for people to say and do outlandish things. Like, I don't think he is, he's obviously not going out and outright telling people to do things, but you see someone like that acting that way, you know, on a large scale, when at the end of the day, the president really, is just a figurehead, you know, he has two oh, yeah. jobs, he's commander-in-chief of the armed forces, and he signs off on the budget, that's really, at the end of the day, all he is, physically has power to do, yeah. um, but, but yeah, they you know, spend people are really very much motivated by the things someone in that position says, he's not quite the, um, just, you know, icon figurehead that, like, you know, a king or a queen is in a monarchy, but at the end of the day, it's all, um, it's all social power when it comes to being president. You know, it's, it's what you say and what you can convince the people, you know, the, um, you know, your constituents to do. That's the whole point of, you know, democracy is what you can convince those people to do. What you can convince those people is their decision and then get it done because, you know, we don't have a top-down government. You know, we're supposed to be from the bottom up. We're democracy. So you have to convince people that this is what they want, um, whether at the end of the day it really is or not. Hey, let me let me uh, ask you a question, but uh, Bentley, as you're kind of talking, a few things. I got three questions that basically stuck out. One I wanted to ask, and then as you started to talk, I had two more came to me. So, so first, do you feel that kind of uh, from a perspective of you know, and I wasn't necessarily against Obama, um, but I mean, as he just kind of as I started to see him, and I started to see how he manipulated the people as far as how he spoke, how when you know, as it kind of got closer to the election and the end of his term how he would specifically name people who were killed by police who happened to be black, and then how he wouldn't even mention the five officers who were killed in Dallas by name when he had a speech about them. You know, just little kind of intricate things that he would do that would almost kind of fuck with people. But I guess what what my direct question is, is do you kind of feel like that you say Trump is tapping into people's kind of inner hate, their inner aggressions towards, you know, race, religion, you know, sexual orientation, whatever, do you not kind of feel like that the Democratic Party and the quote-unquote liberals are somewhat to blame for the way that they are so out in people's faces with what they deem as being right 
Like, some people feel like there's not two sides of the edge. There's only my way, and that's it. Yeah. And that's not necessary. Like I mean, a PC, you know. see, you think they're almost two PCs, is that what you're saying? Right. I mean, like, do you feel like that it's kind of a swing of the pendulum? Like, we have, we went so far to the left with Barack Obama and his kind of ideology that, you know, it's to the point where people who supported him got so sick and tired of this racism and this sexism that by the time the campaign was over, they were like, fuck this. Like, I like liberal thought processes, but I don't like the idea that we have to name call everybody who supports him and put this blanket idea that if you like Donald Trump, you somehow love the KKK. Uh, do you feel like that in some way, shape, or form, liber- liberals are to blame for the, the quote-unquote hatred that he tapped into? <laughs> no, I, I don't necessarily think that when something uh, when you're tapping into the emotions of of the of your constituents. When the end result is we just want people to be treated fairly or we want bad things to not happen, like, I, I think I don't really see that there's a, a negative side to that per se. I mean definitely as far as politics go across the spectrum, um, the media, whether it's liberal or conservative or if it attempts to be bipartisan, is, is really horrible and is just like a j- – giant think tank in itself of people just like sharing clickbait articles and just not researching anything on their own they see it on fake good or bad whether it supports their ideas or it goes against their ideas fake news man fake news they (laughs) blindly share it you know with no research so i mean it's it goes both ways you know there's definitely just as many accounts of like uh like now this which is like a really popular facebook site that shares stuff like very, very heavily liberal and ran by young people, like cutting up Donald Trump's speeches and sharing them to make him look worse than he is. When at the end of the day, if they would have just left it how it was, it already really didn't sound that good. Like you didn't have to throw shit on top of shit. Like it, yeah. is how I look at it. Like you don't have to, uh, you don't have to try and make anyone look worse than they are. Just let <laughs> That's it like happen. Like to argue, yeah. Like saying, hey man, Hitler never killed anybody either. You know, or Manson never killed anybody. So it's the same kind of argument. You so, know what I mean? So do you agree with people <laughs> blocking people's access to get into events? Blocking people's access to get into like political events? Yeah, like the inauguration, for example. Uh, I'm not familiar. What are, what are you talking about? I might have not seen this. Well, no, like, yeah, because it definitely wasn't on most major news articles, but I mean, like, there were videos of people being blocked trying to get into the inauguration. Now, it wasn't, I think there were like seven or eight entrances to it, and it wasn't everyone, you know what I'm saying? But I think there were a good portion of them that were blocked where people were standing there with their arms locked. You know, in protest, quote unquote, peaceful protest. Oh, wouldn't one from like they, a lady with her with her hood up, and then like after the guy pushed her so you could get away. Well, yeah, she there put, were some where she put her yeah. hood down. It was like I'm a woman or something right. like that. But I remember seeing something and, like that. And the reason I asked that was on Instagram. I thought I saw. Well, and the reason ahead, I asked is because that 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 majority of that protest that was put on was by like MoveOn.org and a lot of you know kind of quote unquote liberal groups. I, I mean, is that something though that you agree with? You know that type of protest. Blocking highways and whatnot? Um, I, I don't know. Me personally, um, I don't think I would uh, would be a part of, of blocking off major roadways and things like that just for the sheer sake of um, how I would feel personally if it happened to me. But at the end of the day, I see... I see where it comes from. People want to kind of downplay things and downplay the state of the country and the state of 
you know, social issues that we're in right now. When if you really look back to any other major time of strife in our country or any other kind of uh, like civil unrest across history, we're really not that far away from a, a very, very bad time, a, a very, very major conflict. So, I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of people, you know, 240, 50 years ago who thought people unloading a boat and throwing, you know, tea into a harbor was really, really crazy and stupid. And, you know, what does that tea have to do with how you feel about the British government? But oh, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, like it's, at the end of the day, it's all, it's all protest. I mean, so yeah. I don't really have a problem I, with just, just to make clear, you just made an analogy for the, for the people at home that are listening. You just compared the Boston Tea Party, which was a major part of the American Revolution, to what's happening right now with the the supporters of that are anti-Trump blocking roadways and doing anything like yeah, I mean, to you, that's kind of the same vein, right? Yeah, it's, it's in the same vein. Yeah, because, because it's protest. We flash forward you know, two, three, four years, we could be in a very different situation well, than what we're in right yeah, now. I, I was saying. telling somebody the other day, I don't watch the news regularly just because, I, no offense, I'm, I'm busy and it's kind of depressing to me. I think all politicians are crooked pieces of shit. That's my own opinion, my own perspective. I've said it since day one. But this stuff is intriguing to me. And for him to come out, for Donald Trump to come out and say, oh, Chicago, you better fix it or I'm going to call federal troops in. When he says that, that means martial law. That means the government's going to come in and take over a city and the citizens there aren't going to have a say-so in things. And that's fucking scary to me and that's bullshit to me. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons I I have you guys on this podcast because I'm wanting to know, you know, I know it's a bad time right now. You can see it's a bad time from when you turn on the news and that's why I choose not to watch all the time because it can get consuming. You know what I'm saying? It can get to where your life is consumed by this stuff. I mean, you have to do things day to day otherwise. But your free time gets consumed by worrying about what's going on. At the same time, you don't want to be oblivious, you know, like ignorance is bliss type shit either. Because I'm I'm halfway that way. I apologize, but I am. So when you make a comparison to something like what's going on today to something as as important as the American Revolution, then you know that that's a big statement. That's a big comparison. That's where a lot of people, and I know especially my age group of people feel like we are at in this point in time and i mean i can see it but going back to what you said earlier reed the duties of the president are pretty minimal and we are a democracy and i still believe in democracy and i mean just the way that we threw out the word impeachment it could all change in a second if the rest of our government it's just the fact that the republican government is backing him we're in a pretty scary spot for um young Kids that listen to Bernie Sanders preach kind of a um, idealistic society, and then it's kind of regressing from what Obama had moved forward and what a lot of them thought was a, a good path. And so it is scary, and it is crazy that people are comparing it to the likes of the American Revolution, but it it has the potential. Right, That that's my whole thing is not... I guess I don't know if um you can call me ideological or you can call me uh like big picture sometimes, but I, I try to look at things as not where are we at right now or what is the direct outcome of this, but where is it leading us? Where is it where is it taking us to? 
um, and a lot of people who feel the way they feel. And I'm not gonna. I'm not saying every Trump supporter is a racist. I'm not saying every Trump supporter is a bigot. I'm not saying every Republican is a every Republican is a conservative or every uh, you know conservative is a you know prude. Uh, there's there's a whole variety of people on both sides and in the middle. Um, but the whole the whole idea of it all at the end of the day is, is what we are moving towards and what we truly believe, uh, what we're saying, uh, or what we are saying and what it really means we believe, I guess. You know, there's... To other countries? Uh, not even just to other countries, just even just to ourselves, you know, because there's, there's a lot of things wrong with our country, obviously. We are not the greatest country in the world anymore. I don't know per se at one point if we truly ever were when you really think back to it because America is really big on revisionist history um, you know I've had a lot of people tell me if you don't like it get out you know but that's not really that's not really the point if we didn't like it and got out you know we wouldn't be here if we if we would have just left when we didn't like it again 250 years ago we wouldn't be here if we would have not liked it in the 1800s when we were in the middle of a civil war and we would have all just got out we wouldn't still be a country the, the whole point is you know trying to find some common ground and coming together on it. But there's just, there's so much transparency at this point, as far as government and the media and politics goes. And so many people are, like you said, Brian, just kind of wanting to be blissfully ignorant to that. And, and I understand that it, it is definitely a lot easier to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's everyone's responsibility to educate themselves and to get informed on these issues because when people say they, you know, a lot of people my age say they care about politics. Um, you can't say that you don't care about politics. I've always said that. That's not a statement that is accurate or yeah. believable whatsoever because when you drive down the road and you hit a pothole and you bust your tire, that's politics. And because you're screaming, fuck, I've just paying. tore up my rim. What? Why isn't that pothole fixed? And that goes back to politics. They got good. Yeah, everything wraps back to politics. Politics is just a big blanket word for, you know, the workings of our country. Like, you know, that at the end of the day, it affects everything and it plays into all aspects of our lives. So everyone gets so hung up on whether it be labels or platforms or ideologies. And they don't really look back at what those labels and those platforms and those ideologies mean or what they're really trying to get out of it. You know, I'm 25 white male in the South. I was born in eastern Kentucky to a Christian family. Like, I'm the 1% of the 1%. I could easily sit back and, you know, uh, act as if everything's fine in the world. And I don't really know why everyone's complaining because things are should be easy for me. You did hit the lottery, brother. You hit the lottery. You know that, right? You're right. privileged, you know, brother. Yeah, I'm yeah. crying your white tears around here, Bentley. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it, it's it's really easy to just sit back and and not concern yourselves with the problems of others. And, and I'm not a, a, a bleeding heart by any means. I'm definitely, I just want to earn enough money to get away from everyone. But <laughs> I don't want bad things to happen. To, I don't like people, but I don't want bad things to happen to them. I don't want people to be, you know, persecuted for any reason. So I think when, whether it be liberals sitting back and not understanding that farming and manufacturing and blue-collar jobs were, you know, what our country was founded on, or conservatives sitting back uh, thinking that everyone just wants a handout or that no one deserves anything free or that socialism is a bad word, like there are misconceptions on both sides and people just don't, 
take a chance to step back and, and realize that you need to combine the best of both worlds and try and get to uh, get to some kind of a, a more prosperous uh, future. You know, like yeah, all, or we're going to fairness. I don't think socialism. I don't think socialism has ever worked anywhere. Though, has it? Has it ever been a well? There's successful. There's aspects of our own society that would be considered socialist. So, right, it's definitely a mixture of <laughs> capitalism and socialism is ideal because we already are basically that. Um, hey, let me ask you this, Bentley, and I don't mean to cut you. I was just curious. Have you ever seen or heard of the uh, Project Veritas videos? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Who, who Have you ever watched them? Facebook? Um, I, I honestly don't recall. The reason they're I like, a, like a, they're like a truth-telling organization, right? You know. Well, well, I mean, this guy specifically targeted the DNC. Uh, they it, basically they're like uh, undercover reporters, so they'll go in. They kind of mm-hmm. nest into these little groups that are nestled up next to the DNC, and then they just kind of see what type of things that they do. You know, what their processes are, how they impact things, and, and things like that. Um, I, I mean, I know that you, I don't, I don't know. I mean, based off of what I've seen you talk about before, I don't necessarily know that you're so pro government, uh, that it, it wouldn't, you know, it, it would make you think a whole lot different, but I mean, essentially it, it shows video footage of, uh, some of these organizations talking about different ways that they can, uh, incite violence. Uh, one of the guys bragged about how he was a part of the demonstration that shut down, uh, Trump's speech he had when he was campaigning in Chicago. Um, you know, and it talks about how they would hire people and teach them how to, um, essentially instigate and start fights with people. Uh, and they knew that they would get the media coverage, so they made sure that they kind of explained to them how to get these fights going and so that the media could cover it in a way that looked like that the Trump supporters were the ones being the violent ones. Um, right. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see. Now, normally, I'd say it's pretty easy to just poo-poo it off and say it's just the right-wing, alt-right bullshit stuff. But, I mean, the guys who were on the video, they were immediately let go of their positions by the organizations that they were part of. So there definitely were ramifications for these videos, whether they were true or not. They definitely lost their positions within these organizations because of it. Um, so, yeah, man, if that's something you haven't seen, I definitely urge you to check it out. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely check it out. There's... um. I mean, if you you could spend an eternity on the internet and find out something as far as like political corruption or something in government that just blows your mind that either people know about and write off because it's too difficult for them to ever do anything about and change it. Um, but yeah, I, my whole thing is the the system itself is broken. So I mean, at the end of the day, like no matter what side you're on or no matter how good your argument is, like. It's going to really take one thing to polarize, you know, the, the bulk of the people in the country to to really change something. Because it's, and that's why I'm surprised you don't think Trump is in. I mean, like you referenced, he doesn't have experience. But if you look at the track record of the politicians, quote unquote, who have led us to this point, I mean, they all generally come from some type of professional background of lawyer, businessman or something of that magnitude just because he hasn't held office. And he's got money. Kind of eliminates some of the fears that we have about politicians, right? As far as being bought off or manipulated or, you know, something of that nature. Well, you never know, though. He may just be wanting to make that next step up. And so, I mean, you know he's hungry for money. So what's saying he doesn't want to be in that elite? You know, he doesn't want to be with the Rothschilds and the, and the I don't know what the, I always mispronounce it. What is it, Miss Heather Koch, Koch Brothers, Koch Brothers? 
There you go. The coach, bro. The coach. The, the Illuminati dudes. You know what I'm talking about? I asked her. She's like, you know what's up. Yeah. The Cook brothers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the people that have so much money that, like, their children cannot even have any kind of, they would have no kind of, you always disagree with this, but they would have nothing in common with my kids. Like, if they were to sit down to eat a dinner together, my son would look at their, they would look at each other and there would be no conversation. Right. Yeah, the, I think the, uh, the whole ploy of, I think the whole reason at the end of the day, like, like I said, I'm, I try to stay, you know, not neutral per se, but I try and look at it as it's not really just a, a Trump problem or a liberal or a conservative problem. It's just people in general, like humans all together just need to, um, attempt to stop dividing themselves and just move towards common goals. Like I, I think exactly the best thing for our government could be uh, free education and free health care. And I think a lot of people, when they hear that, automatically uh, automatically lose their shit and think yeah. social or communism or this or that. But well, they think to themselves, the day, that's, how can, it can't be free. Somebody has to pay for it. Yeah, somewhere free education to what? You're saying college free? Yes, yes. Free, free secondary, free higher education because we are, you know, one of the few modern, civilized, first world countries that doesn't have it at this point. There's no reason why we should. There's no reason why of the all the tax dollars I pay that double the amount should go to corporate subsidies to keep big business going and to keep making rich people richer and half of that go to social welfare programs. You know, you could cut 5% out of our bloated defense budget that is more than the next 10 countries combined and give every child in this country a free education or at least the opportunity because obviously not every one of them is going to take it. Yeah, because I know some dumbass kids that don't need to be going to college for real. Right. You've but been I mean, to IWA shows, you've been to a bunch of wrestling shows right there. Some of them teenage kids and girls and stuff, and boys too, that there's no reason for them to even bother going to college. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're right. in high school still. I swear. Right. Dumb as owl shit. The foundation yeah. of that, though, is, is our educational system, which, again, itself is just crippled and struggling and constantly bleeding money. Yeah. You know, like in our state where, you know. He's about to shit. He's like jumping up and down and getting ready to talk as soon as you get done. He's like ready. The, the I, I don't know. I just think the, I think the, there's no reason why between, like I said, our over, over bloated defense budget and yeah. the amount of corporate subsidies we pay, you know, Dirt. people complaining about giving things away for free are usually the same people who are complaining about government and big business and this and that. So they actively work against their own self-interest when they say they don't want to support social welfare programs or this or that. I mean, that's the whole reason we pay taxes. You know, I shouldn't be paying taxes so that, you know, the Walton family can continue to be like, you know, number three richest family in the world or whatever they are at this point. I, I should be paying Walmart, though, dude, those are, All these people he's talking about are people who oppose Trump. So I'm confused as to why you don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> All the stuff you keep saying is kind of like, other than the free education, which I don't necessarily know he ever spoke to free, but cheap, but cutting defense spending and cutting spending on government. I mean, he's already cutting all kinds of agencies like... And, and, you know, if you look, there wasn't a billionaire on the planet who was saying, let's go Donald Trump. I mean, they all were actively funding stuff to go against him. Did you say there wasn't a millionaire on the planet who for him? Well, no, not a billionaire. Well, said billion. billion. Yeah, you oh. know, like the George Soros's and the Rockefellers and the, the Rothschilds. 
you know, the Cokes, none of those, none of those guys' families. I think some of them Trump. fuckers are trillionaires, man, and I think they're past the billionaire point. Yeah, well, I mean, well, most of them are probably just worried that he's coming for their money because yeah. that's the whole point of getting. <laughs> but he's talking about like cutting that. taxes. And so here's the thing, sense. though. Here's the thing, though. If the phone rings in the White House, it didn't matter whether it's Hillary Clinton or, or Donald Trump, and it's one of those trillionaire fuckers. He's going to take the call, just like of course he would. They're going to take the call because those are Illuminati motherfuckers. I mean, I ain't trying to be a dick. No, he should because they're obviously integral parts, probably bigger parts to our whole process as a country than even the president. But my point is, is that, I mean, none none of those families supported him. So why did they feel so threatened by him? in a way that they didn't with Hillary Clinton, who was filthy as a candidate. I mean, <laughs> awful candidate. I mean, let's be fair. If he was as, quote-unquote, unlikable uh, as he was, he was only because he, he only won because he went against her, right? I mean, had it been Bernie, it would have probably been a different situation. Ooh, I think it might have been. I think it, Yeah, I mean, 100% been a I different I think if situation. Bernie had been the candidate, he'd have been the, I think he might have been the president, but... I mean, I don't I mean, know. I, what what, what is do you she think so about smiling that, and happy about? Who the fuck is this girl? I mean, what do you think about that, though, Bentley? What, as far as if Bernie would have been a candidate instead of Hillary? Well, yeah. No, I mean, more specifically how you look at it, it was the Democratic Party, the Republican Party didn't like him. All of the news outlets have been against Trump at some point. Fox News is on his balls a lot more than the other two. But you can't find a good story on CNN or MSNBC about him. He is hill as you've fuck, got, man. He you've is got, hill. You've got a slew of, of paper articles constantly bashing him and, you know, uh, news organizations, New York Times and all these other ones. And and then on top of that, you got, the again, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all these all against him. And, and all and these women he grabbed by the pussy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you look at it, these are all the people who have been winning in our economy. So I guess what I'm curious of is, I mean, you seem like you're kind of against the big corporations and the big guys keep getting richer, but, I mean, he, he was a threat to them. Don't don't you see that that's part of why he was liked is because he's a threat to all of that? He was only a threat to them that could take more of their money away because he himself is already so rich, and being put in a position like that, he's going to be able to make himself richer. Like, whether you like the guy or not, you oh, yeah. have to realize that at the end of the day, he is going to do nothing but profit off this. He's Just because he's giving back his $400,000 salary sure. doesn't mean he's not making bukus of money. There's sure. a reason. Just like Barack Obama Saudi leaves Arabia office and he is in one of those countries. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. What was that? No, no, go ahead. No, you're good. I, could. I was going to say there's a reason that Saudi Arabia wasn't one of the seven countries he banned because he has business interests there. Some business interests that have just popped up in the last year during his campaign. I mean, there's he's continually... Uh, overreach him, pushing the limits of of what a, a political leader can do outside of, of the political realm. So, I mean, he's, he's going to do nothing but profit off of all this. I think that's why most of the other billionaires and trillionaires and uh, powerful rich businessmen were against him, because it's going to make him the elite. He will be the, the richest of the rich once it's all said and done, well, I mean, probably. He's, he's pretty far behind. On, on the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Yeah, he's, I don't know. For sure. for, yeah, I mean, but there, there's unless a, they get him out real quick, I mean, for four years' time, I don't know if he can go from. I mean, we can look at his <coughs> net worth and see what it is. It was like six or seven billion, I think. Yeah, and the and Rothschilds he, are trillions, hundreds, hundreds of billions, close to trillions. Yeah, and I mean, and another thing is just like Barack Obama, he's already a fifty or forty millionaire, right? Because he got a book deal. Hillary Clinton was a hundred millionaire after she ran for Secretary of State. So why not? I guess what I'm saying though is I, I see he's he's inherently going to benefit from being president for sure. 
But all of them really do, though. But, but yeah. what does that have to do with them? He's not going to get so much of the money that he's going to take away theirs. Do you, I mean, do you well, not you think that there's some it, other? It, it, like he just said, he has stuff going in Saudi Arabia. Well, maybe he stepped on the Rothschilds' toes, and that was supposed to be their shit in Saudi Arabia. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? We do yeah. know that that Saudi Arabia contributed about 20 percent of Hillary Clinton's campaign, though. So I mean, you know, they donated a lot of money to her to be president. So if they really wanted to help out Donald Trump, they could have slid him some money. They did not. I mean, either way, they're both getting money from Saudi Arabia. You know, like they're yeah. both. Oh, they're I, both. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Saudi Arabia is awful. 100. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying there's a certain level of hypocrisy, and I'm just curious. You know, I, to me, it just seems very obvious that he was a threat to an established corporate, even international group of people who have been raping America in our tax dollars, and they hide it under the defense spending, I'm sure, amongst other things. And it's just like he's coming in trying to say he's going to break that up, he's going to stop that, and people act like it's a terrible thing because the news and Facebook and this whole concerted effort to paint him as a racist. And there's really nothing that he said that was a racist statement. I mean, is there something that you took that he was speaking? Well, when he said certain people can't come in the country, when he banned certain certain yeah, people from coming to the country of, and listed up racism these days allowed to not, do that. The face of racism these days is just like your neighbor. It's not, you know, someone in a, a KKK hood. Racism these days is just integrated into, uh, you know, even racism is politically correct at this point. You know, the, the way you word things and the way you say things to not outright step on people's toes or not outright say, you know, what your prejudices might be. But, I mean, even back before all that, past all of the, you know, the... Uh, the racial remarks or this or that or the ideologies. I mean, he's he's somebody with the potential to uh, disrupt the status quo, but I don't really think he's going to. I think everything that he is looking to do is is all going to be self-serving. Nothing I have seen so far, nothing he has talked about other than very broad, broad paint of Bob Ross picture statements of Bob we're Ross. going to do this or we're going to do that or we're going to make things so much better with no real... Well, no real plan behind how we're going to make things better other than building a wall or really uh, being put on a hiring freeze, which he was elected on a platform of wanting to help veterans. The hiring freeze that he's done right now has already just more understaffed the already understaffed VA, which is a direct shot to, you know, veterans that he claims he wants to help, which is one of his big things because, you know, you talk about veterans or you talk about the military, you tap right into redneck, Midwest, blue collar, Southern America, you know, that oh, pulls yeah. on their heartstrings, you know, oh, because, yeah, because for, everybody has, has family members that have died in a war or, you know, you know, my, 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 my own father, blah, 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 blah. My own father served in in Korea and Vietnam both. Uh, right. My my older brother, he was in the war. He was a uh, he wasn't he was in the army. He did eight years in the army. He wasn't in there during the wartime. But he his lucky ass got to go to Fort Hood, Texas, in the eighties. <laughs> in the eighties, from like eighty five to like for like five years. So he got to see the Von Erichs in the fucking Sportatorium, man. <laughs> and that makes me so mad because he was you know he he yeah it was awesome. He's to this day. He's still Gino Hernandez, man. I mean, uh, uh, Gino Hernandez and, and, and gentleman Tony uh, Adams, best tag team ever, man. 
Such good heels. You have Depending no idea. Depending on how long he was there, he might have saw a really young Ian Rotten wrestle too. Ian did uh, these yep. base tours with Axel back in the day when he was really, really fresh in the business. So they toured. Yeah. That's where and racked 20, up about like 21, 30. 22 years old, wasn't he? He was young too. Yeah. It's where he racked up like, I don't know, like 25 or 30 of his states or something crazy like that of just going to these like Air Force or these, you know, military bases and mm-hmm. wrestling. But, yeah, I jobbed uh, Ian twice. I'm just going to put that out there. Look, he's all, he, I know, <laughs> he, he, Nate the Future's like, I jobbed to Ian twice. I want to let everybody know. <laughs> he's talking to Reed Bentley. <laughs> That's what's funny, too. How many times were you the IWA Mid South Heavyweight Champion? Two or three? Uh, three. Three. So, I mean, you know. And he's been in the ring twice with Chris Hero. But the funny thing and is, you know, you be, yeah, because I, yeah. Dope as hell. Yeah, so yeah. And the, the, the second Chris Hero match was the one that really you was like, oh, this is it right here, wouldn't it? Not to sway from, I'm sorry, this is just a little progress under Russell, I'm sorry. It's just, I, I couldn't help talk about that one, you talking about the military bases, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that, my brother sending me a letter going, guess who I got to meet this week? And I'm like, who, Abdul the Butcher? I'm like, I fucking hate your guts, <laughs> you know? It's and cool. I was, shit, a kid, I mean, t- all right, late teens, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't that old at all. I was like, oh, you fucker. But um, two of the other things we were going to talk about on the podcast, and not that we can get back to current affairs, because I know both of you guys could go like two hours and still just be talking oh, about yeah, current affairs all the time. Yeah. Um, last time we touched on like paranormal stuff. And um, you even gave a thing about your Heather or something about her house actually, in Germany. I actually kind of thought of something earlier when we were talking about serial killers. Oh. This isn't really necessarily paranormal, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, go for it. So, our daughter, when she was like three or four, um, Chloe was looking at pictures of something. Yeah. And um, a picture of John Wayne Gacy showed up. Abby not only knew who he was, but knew what he did without anybody telling her. That's insane. At three or four. You know, they talk about um, their cases where young children have been able to leave leave the United States government back to bodies of uh, fallen airmen and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that their bodies, whether they're psychology, what am I trying to say there? Psychology. No. Psychologically? Anyways, that they, whether they their energy moved on and this uh, little kid was that same person, because some of them claim that, or were they Scientologists? That, they transcend. His body transcended. Or reincarnation? Or, or possibly that there's a way that that energy reached out mm-hmm. and told that kid where Reincarnation. Was. Reincarnation. Like well, yeah, okay. that's basically what it's arguing for. It's not really. It's it's kids that just happen to have these weird stories, like we just heard from the futures here. I mean, that's oh. almost that's odd for a, such a young child to just be able to know who and why. Especially somebody John that's Casey that, yeah, that's that's demented and crazy like that. That's nuts, man. Yeah, kids are like mediums for like, paranormal activity and shit, man. I like think it's the brain, because the brain isn't where an adult is where an adult brain will, will hide things from. Well, them. and we've been told our whole lives they don't exist, they don't exist, they yeah. don't exist. Kids haven't been told that they until later in life. Yeah, I, I'm so right. they're more open to seeing or hearing things that. Yeah, like Nate the Future told last time he saw some lights in the sky, like a couple yeah. of, not even two years ago. 
Yeah. And like, everybody thought he was nuts. And the funny part is, I ain't gonna lie, when I, I you put it out on Facebook, I think, at the time, I was and I was like, he thought it was a UFO, and he's over there gonna turn <laughs> into like a UFO chaser. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> next thing you know, Nick's gonna have like a, a group of people in a car, and he's gonna be like, hey man, we're going to West Virginia, man, there's been some, there's been lots of, lots of stuff going on around there. Hey man, I like UFA stuff. What's the, what's the one ranch? There's a ranch in, is it in Texas that oh. had Skywalker Ranch? You ever heard of that? It's not Skywalker. Skywalker, it? that's George it, Lucas's ranch, but I know what you're talking it? about. No. It's something Walker. Yeah. I can look the it Walker up. Walker Ranch? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, there's a ranch somewhere, like, I think it's in Texas that is supposedly, like, real. A hot spot. But yeah, for, for, for paranormal activity. Have you ever had an encounter of your, of your, of rebelling on your, probably thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. But like, have you ever thought, like, not like your buddy scared you and you thought, oh man, I thought it was a ghost. But like something happened and you're like, that's fucked up. There's, you know, everybody has their own little paranormal experiences somehow, some way. Oh ever- yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, uh, or I'm a firm want to believer in like, you know, any anything weird, like anything other than uh, like just this normal like plane of existence we're in currently like aliens ghosts bigfoot like i I don't give a shit i want to believe in all crazy shit um i mean personally i've only had one like really like i would consider paranormal experience my one story i usually tell um me and my friends uh i want to say it was like sixth grade one of my, my best friend in uh elementary school middle school high school at the time um he his house had burned down um his dad worked for toyota and uh, they had been put up like in a duplex while their new house was being built and it was over um like behind a little uh, industrial parkish kind of area there was like a taco bell and some restaurants and like a little manufacturing place so they had these giant uh storm like sewer drainage tunnels that were tall enough that we could walk into them, you know, in like sixth grade. So, I mean, you know, like five foot or so, um, we could just walk straight into them. They were that big. Um, and as you walked into them, they got smaller and smaller and smaller and slanted down. Uh, so we started, um, we, we were like halfway down into it and it looked like down halfway through the tunnel. It looked like it split off, like in a Y and go left or right. And we were all talking like, okay, what way are we going to go? We've been in them before, um, in like around that neighborhood, but never in this particular one. Uh, and like they would drop off and level down really dangerous stuff to be doing, honestly, at that age. Cause like that shit can, you know, out of nowhere, like water can get released or it can flood or whatever. The water levels would change in them all the time. There's like little chambers in them. It was really fucking crazy, but we were walking and we see the split. We're trying to decide if we want to go left or right, or if we were going to split up. And as if just out of nowhere, just appearing out of solid concrete out of the wall was a nun dressed in an all white habit, head to toe, all oh, white, um, just like dead black, eye, nothing, no, no eyes, just black sockets staring at us and just walked across from one side of the tunnel to the other and just phased back into the concrete on the other side. Did you lose you your know? shit? Like, did you look at your buddy and be like, hey man, did you just see that? Yeah, we all saw it immediately. No one even had to say, hey, did you see that? We all screamed at the same time and saw <laughs> the same thing. We all had the same account of the story. Did you take off you know, running like, like the opposite way or did you, was you frozen? I mean, could you talk? No, we turned around and ran immediately. I pushed one of my friends down. I was like, okay, don't gotta, <laughs> I don't got the fastest one. I just don't got to be the slowest one. You know, like I yeah. had to get out. I'm going to let him get the fatty. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I was the fat. Back. That's why I pushed somebody down. I was definitely the slowest, so I had to make sure somebody took an L that wasn't me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's insane, too, man. That's yeah, it's really weird. And I, I, for a long time, I went through like, uh, like in high school, through like old newspaper records at the library and, and stuff like that, and tried to find. I did find something about where a nun had been killed, um, like not in that area, but in Georgetown at one point. I, I never really like found too much more about. It. I need to do it nowadays that there, everything is online essentially. I, I'd probably yeah. be able to find a little bit more information now. That's crazy, man. I, I'm a firm believer in that kind of stuff. I, I've never had anything like that happen, like a, you know, an apparition appear in front of me and shit. Because I, I know I probably shit my pants. Miss Heather has her hand up and her mouth open. I just so. thought, wow, I just thought of something. No, it was really great. It was like you that, like, nice. Well, because I just thought Musical. of a good story. So, same day, exact same time, my dad, he was at his house, and he was sleeping. I was in the shower. At the same Around the same time, we both had somebody breathe in our ear. Oh, yeah, that's super creepy. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. I saw yeah. my dad about it. He up? was like, "Was he jump up and be like, hey man, somebody just breathed in my ear when you were sleeping? Yeah, and then it you freaked were like, him out. It just happened to me in the shower. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I, that's the, that, that's, I don't know what weird. I would do if something like it, that happened. Was it, was it like last week where I kept telling you that I felt like somebody was getting in the bed and yeah. it wasn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of when little weird things happen, man. There's never been nothing really major, major. I just remember... Hunter was three, and uh, Jeremy had been dead about a year, and he came walking through the hallway, and he was like, uh, Daddy, where's your friend? And I was like, uh, what friend? What are you talking about? Me and you're the only ones here, bud. I said, you know, you were going back there to get your trucks. And he's like, no, your friend, he was just here. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I was just talking to your friend, and I was like, what friend are you talking about? And he walked in me into the kitchen and pointed to the picture on the refrigerator of me and Jeremy. How old did you say he was? He was like right at three, between three, three and four. Yeah, and I just started losing my shit. I was like, what? When did you see him? He goes, he was in my room just now. So I went in the room and I'm looking around, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. And I was like, you, you saw him? He's like, yes, just a few minutes ago. I said, what did he say? He said, he was standing over top of me and he was just looking at me. And I asked if you want to play trucks. And he said, maybe some other time and he walked away. He goes, and that's when I followed him down the hallway. Damn. And I called my wife on the phone, and I'm going, baby, baby, guess what? Holy shit. Oh, my God. You know, and I'm talking to her, and as I'm talking to her, my phone, like, has bad reception. I mean, I know it doesn't mean anything, yeah. but the phone starts going, kush, kush, kush. and my wife goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you know? <laughs> and I was like, that's just, you know, that's that's him reaching out from the other side saying something, you know? Well, how cute was that exchange between your, your yeah, son I mean, and him? It was you want to play trucks? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was no big deal. And, and, and Hunter was... Jeremy died in 2004. Hunter was like right at three, not even three yet. A little over three when Jeremy died, like three years and a month old. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like he remembered had a huge memory of him like a year later. You know, he, he came over quite a bit, but he wasn't over all the time. But that, that's about the closest thing I can have to like somebody, something that makes me think, man, that's insane. That Because, I mean, there would be no reason for him to make up a story about a kid, you know, about the guy on the refrigerator, you know. I mean, Hunter's autistic. No, no offense. I mean, he, he's he's high functioning, but he's autistic. So I mean, not saying that makes a difference, but it's just it's it was really really weird, man. It freaked me out. 
that was about the only uh, really paranormal. Uh, I know that you had a, a, a the the time that you told me, Kurt, about the time that you were abducted by aliens and the alien and the anal probe and everything. And you asked Did for you want to talk about that on the podcast? We don't usually. I usually save that for my close personal friends, but since we're so close here on the podcast, <laughs> I guess I can share my. Ex- no, nah, that'd be a. Pretty, uh, wouldn't uh, you? I'm sorry, somebody experience. else. My bad. My bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you guys, I know you got some more current affairs to get back to, but the Nazi propaganda thing, man, I really have to get into this for a minute because when I gave, when I asked him if he wanted to use this as a topic to talk about, he was like, oh, for sure, for sure. And the crazy thing is that people always give Adolf Hitler, I mean, it's bad, but people give him credit for stuff and he's committed so many atrocities. But when it comes to like his propaganda that he used in Germany and in these other countries to get people, people don't understand that he was almost like a um, he was a he was a, such a dictator that other countries when they knew he was coming that they would just be like Adolf Hitler's men are coming when they come I'm just going to join them if I can that way I know I don't die right you know what I'm you saying had to. if yeah. you weren't with them you got killed yeah so it was like as soon as they walk into town there would be people waiting. Waiting to join them, and lots of times, you know, they died. If they, you know, no offense, it's a fact. It, it, I'm not making this up. The Holocaust happened, folks. If you were Jewish, you most likely did die. But there was lots of times that people hid as other races and infiltrated and came in with the Nazis and, and said, well, "I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish." You know what I'm saying? Things like that, to, just so they wouldn't die. Which I, I do the same thing. People are like, you know, Nah, man, I'm Puerto Rican. I ain't white. You know, if, if they're coming to kill me, think about that. But, uh, but Goebbels, his name is uh, Joseph Goebbels. He was the head of propaganda for the Nazis. And uh, it, it's a huge thing. Both Three people have their hands up. Go ahead. Let well, this no is offense. just, some, it's not my my point of view. I don't, I just want to look into it. I found it interesting. First of all, I'm Jewish, so yeah. I'm not being, I'm not being racist by or anything yeah, yeah. when I say this. But I saw an article. I didn't really read into it too much. But I want to kind of research it to see how much is out there regarding this. That kind of painted Hitler as a good guy because oh. he was trying to get rid of big bankers who wanted a world, a one world bank. Yeah, the Jewish people. So I don't know if that's true or not. I would definitely want to do research, but it was pretty interesting yeah. to see that. That's what the whole Aryan nations. That's the that's a lot of that shit is what they think. They think, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of it's redneck, hillbilly bullshit. No offense, Reed. I know where you're rednecks. From. My dad's a redneck, and he's a pretty awesome. <laughs> you're not dude. a redneck, Reed, but you know what I'm saying. Lots of it is. But lots of the, uh, uh, in, in prison, lots of the area people, that's what they're, that's how they get people that are halfway smart to come and believe stuff. They're like, oh, you know, there was, because in, what they all, their, their big thing is there was zero uh, unemployment rate in Nazi Germany at the time when he was running. Everybody had a job. Yeah, you went out and you killed people. Well, my point, no, no my problem. Yeah, here, pay me. You know? My point in saying that is, what if we're really wrong about about what happened and I mean, the motive for it. The war. We did win the war, no so matter what, the Holocaust story. shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. That that was my people on yes. Jewish bloodline. So yeah. that was my millions people. and millions. They say millions. Right. It might even been billions. But what if the what if what led up to it? We've been lied to this whole it's time. Oh, but I think it was over twenty million people. No, nah, it's like seven, eight million. Right? It was well, six, no way. Propaganda has been used throughout the history of man to use just what Reed was talking about earlier to feed off of people's 
fears and their hate and insecurities and mental levels. No offense. Well, yeah, to an extent. But even smart people are influenced by propaganda if they're fed it enough times. It depends on what type of propaganda it is, too. There's that's so why many different forms. That's why somebody yeah, like Joseph Goebbels, who is a horrible person in the history of the world, yes. is also a really brilliant mind because he yeah. was able to come up with propaganda that convinced people and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's one of those examples of somebody using their really extreme gifts for... Uh, the dark side, man. And, yeah, yeah, that's the, the dark, dark side. side. That dude is definitely, you know, he he knew what he was doing and he he did it. You know, he was like, "Hey, man, this is my job." You know, go ahead, Reed. I'm sorry, I've been. I ain't let you talk about this at all. No, no, you're fine. Um, I, I was gonna say one of the really big things, like as far as Hitler defying the World Bank goes, um, defying the international bankers, was really just uh, it, it was not on any kind of a. Uh, disagreeing with the policies of, you know, a World Bank or with the, with the World Banks. It was um, just being so bitter and entrenched over mm-hmm. World War One and how much Germany was devastated by what happened after World War One, yeah. and how you know, the World Bank and um, the whatever the precursor of the United Nations was. I can't think of what it was called at this right now, but how, how much Germany was devastated essentially by that. Um, and the reason that everyone had... Uh, had a job other than just, you know, killing people during World War II in Germany was because of Goebbels. Hitler was really, yeah. in my opinion, Hitler was, uh, just like we talked about Donald Trump and many other politicians, is just was just a face, a figurehead at a certain point. Um, a bulk of the ideologies, uh, or at least how they got them conveyed, were all Goebbels. Goebbels initially started out as um, the guy who, uh, like, filmed... Um, like the giant rallies and speeches and stuff that Hitler made. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't so much uh, distributing in the beginning as just recording for prosperity. Um, and Hitler liked so much the way that he recorded things and the way he depicted Hitler in like the recording of the speeches is when he essentially got pushed into the like, minister of uh, yeah, he made him like the man, you know? He yeah. Made, he, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, he used all mediums, you know, he used, oh, yeah. Physical art when it comes to statues, symbology with the swastika, films, um, you know, music, primitive, you know, pretty primitive technology as far as radio goes at that point. Um, you know, radio and film were really two of his biggest, they were newer mediums at that point. He really capitalized on both of them. And I think there's a good uh, reason why a lot of it seems similar to what we see now because, hell, all those people came here the, the, when, when we won the war. All the people who were part of the propaganda piece and the scientists and all that, they ultimately came to America. I mean, yeah, a lot when that, when that, they did the uh, Nuremberg trials, how many people like uh, I don't know if Goebbels was there for that or not, but I know that there was definitely they found three or four of them on American soil when they did the during the Nuremberg trials when they yeah. got the Nazi war criminals. But uh, one, this is what always gets me to understand. He had a couple of really main tasks. And I'm getting this from a historylearningsite.co.uk. This is not an American site, you know. This is this is the UK's uh, what they're what they're talking about. It says one of the, his main tasks, Goebbels, was to ensure nobody in Germany could read or see anything that was hostile or damaging to the Nazi Party. So zero negative, you know, it is zero so negative what, policy. Cleanup, yeah. Let me ask you this: what what parallels do you see like that right now in today's world? Oh, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, but who, who who gets censored more than anybody else on Facebook? Well, Breitbart would be <laughs> any, uh, any, anybody who defies the that 
that quote unquote liberal thought process or that I mean uh, yeah. what do you there's mean there's still plenty of right people out there most people are left and right bold there's people in the middle Drudge Report huh? gets blocked constantly there, there's never anything trending for Trump on there unless it's bad I mean uh, like, I, don't, I wouldn't know I don't pay any attention I definitely well, do I, not watch I, the news I, that they give me on television the thing I, I don't. and the thing is that that is start if people are saying that enough people are saying that's bad then maybe it's bad like there's usually a reason when enough people are are saying, "Wow, this seems really crazy or outlandish or wrong." Like it's probably wrong, you know. Like they're they're not censoring things that are. I mean, like you the know, guy who not, published the fake dossier about Trump. To help you. They're not they're not censoring humanitarian efforts, you know. They're censoring. Well, of course they things. are. Yeah, they. I mean, they lied about the the United Nations did a study that found that it was the quote unquote rebels that we backed who were the ones who gassed the people uh, in Syria. Yet, you know, if you watch any of our news, it all says that it was Assad who did it. So, I mean, I don't know if the United Nations did it. We're supposed to be loyal to them. I would imagine that we should trust what they say, right? Well, I mean, essentially every like figurehead of every terrorist group or every failed state is someone that we put into power. So, I mean, the American government, long, long history of, of failed diplomacy oh, and, and blow no, I mean, no doubt that we are the big-time hills in this world, man. So, so there's nobody else. There's, there's nobody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Germany and Japan did bad. But that their crucial error, what cost them the whole ball game? because they, at one time... I mean, Alexander Great was the one who had the most control ever over this world, right? At one time, I think it was like one eighth or something. I don't know the facts, but uh, Nazi Germany hit uh, Hitler. He had, I want to say, I know he had complete control of France. He had all of Germany. I mean, he had a, a stronghold definitely in Europe. But where he fucked up is when the Japanese decided to bomb Pearl Harbor because then he awoke the sleeping giant that is the United States. And that was the game changer, man. That changed things all for everything. It really did. Because then, that's where we're like, well, you know what, fuck you. You come over here fucking with us, and we're going to talk about zero tolerance, you know? But it's not like that anymore. That shit is not. Think about and it. And so let me ask you this, Reed. When you hear Donald Trump talking about pulling out of these countries and trying to focus more on our this state, you said that we've had multiple failed attempts at making other countries adopt our ways of, of life, of democracy, and it's been failed. So, I mean, I feel like we got caught up in the wars that have, I basically since I was five years old, we've been at Buddy, war. we ain't been caught up in, we started. <laughs> yeah. We've started every war, I mean, and, let's be fair. And if it was all in the name of providing democracy to these people and they still don't want it, What's they ain't got a choice. That's the point. Uh, but, no, look, we seriously lost Vietnam. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. We uh, we took the L. I mean, think, think about all this. the way around. We we just got done talking about Hitler and his reign. We haven't talked about other, you know, like Stalin and Mao. Well, I know, but we was, that was one of but, the topics was Nazi no, propaganda. No, that's fine. But I'm just saying, in comparison, our roads don't but, always lead back to the. No, but keep about this though. No, what I'm saying is, is I that you I look at you, you just talked about how much you know a state or how much you know. Uh, land and people he had following him. Uh, right now, our country has over 300 military bases worldwide. What the fuck are we? Like, what are we? If we have military bases, 300 over 300 is probably closer to 400 worldwide. What are we? 
We're America. America's the world police, man. <laughs> okay. I'm not following what you want, but I mean. Softly and carry a big stick. We've been policing the entire world ever since, uh, ever since Teddy Roosevelt was mm-hmm. president. I mean, that's, that's been a long Why are we constantly Ever since we said fuck you and we dropped big boy, uh, what is it? Little, fat man, little boy. We dropped two fucking hydrogen bombs on motherfuckers. And you know what? Japan came back stronger than ever. Really, they did because them, no offense, I know this sounds very, very racist, but they, them and China both are leaps and bounds ahead of us in technology. Both of them are. Technology. Right. Because, I mean, ultimately, China owns majority of what we got going on, so we kind of got a couch out of it. I mean, I mean yeah. that's why we do this whole one-world government thing that we do. I mean, if we, like he said, like we're talking about, we police the world, then why are we constantly at war? How shitty of a job are we doing? My, my, or, again, does it make money, and are we purposely starting wars? And if you look at the two candidates that were available, coming back to what it is, he is the one talking about getting away from war. Hillary Clinton is the one that's talking about, we need to go to war with Russia. We need to cut off fly zones. Yeah, but he's already won, so it's kind of like a moot point. Well, no, but what I'm saying, though, is that what, what, she was, what she wanted to get done, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, because she's not in power. She's not going to be president. Well, my, so, it goes back to my original question to Reed of, since there's been failed diplomacy, should we not focus on... America, America first, then the rest of the world. Oh no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I really think we need to focus on things more at home. But like the fact that realize uh, is the reason that we, for so long, have been in so many conflicts is again over money. It all boils down to you know oil. The whole reason that we went to Iraq and Afghanistan, like most of the wars we have fought in the last you know twenty five years, have been. For control of oil or control of money or, you know, like that's all it was down to. The Middle East is just a, is, is just a reserve for, is, is just a giant money reserve. I mean, that's all it is at the end of the day. I mean, there's, again, going back to the Trump thing, there's a reason why Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and, and all these places have not it because those are, are where we're making money or where we're getting money from. You know, I mean, if it's really truly a thing of, of terrorism and, and getting rid of terrorists, every major terrorist attack carried out since 9-11 has either been carried out by an American-born citizen or someone from a country not currently blocked, that we're not currently blocking immigration from, you know, whether it be mm-hmm. Pakistan, Pakistan or, you know, Kyrgyzstan or wherever it is, you know, like there's every major attack has been carried out by, you know, someone uh, either on home soil or some from somewhere that we are technically not deeming a threat right now. So my question is, why are we deeming the places that we're deeming threats? Why are they threats? Well, it's in part because Saudi Arabia and Qatar and those other places you named are rich, and they don't actually allow terrorists to stay in their country, nor do they accept refugees. So those other countries are kind of lesser than, and they kind of fund the terrorism. Kind of like our, no, well, it's kind of like our country does. We fund the terrorism and act like they're bad, but we give them money and weapons to go do bad stuff so then we can go to war with them. Right. So, I mean, that's why is that Saudi Arabia has been uh, financially, they're tied to us, just like a lot of other countries. So they don't allow certain things to happen. That's why they cut people's heads off for being gay and throw them off of buildings because they're actually a piece-of-shit country too. But just like with the same ideology of we got to deal with piece-of-shit countries, we got to be friends with Russia and not go to war with them. I mean, they're an ally to us in the sense that why do we need to make, why do we need to be in these You know, in the 1950s, that'd be commie talk. I mean, 
Okay, I'm telling you right now, we brand him as a communist. It's another unnecessary war that the media and everybody else, Hollywood, and never thought I'd sit here in front of a commie. (laughs) Damn red state over here, Bentley. Goddamn, no, I'm just kidding. Most of the people, uh, a lot of the people who are who are saying that we need to uh, saying that you know they support Donald Trump, saying he wants to get out of, you know, all the wars or conflicts or places we're in right now are also the people on the same token who are saying that we need to fight ISIS and that Obama or the previous administration didn't do enough to combat terrorism. So, you know, are we, you know, did he really expand, you know, the reaches of the Defense Department and, and get us into more conflicts or did he not do enough and not go after the terrorists? You know, I like, think where are we? Had, I think if we stopped giving them money and weapons, we, we'd probably have been doing fine. I think we could have pulled out and continued to fund the right people, and we'd have been okay. But, I mean, even to this day, you could go look up news articles where, well, hopefully not today, up until Obama left, where we were given money and, and arms. John Kerry even was having a conversation with a lady who was a part of uh, some Syrian, you know, rights group. And he was explaining to her, you know, we can keep giving them weapons, but, you know, the whole thought process of us trying to arm the enemy and trying to get them to... Uh, by terrorist attacks, get this stuff, thing to move forward just hasn't worked the way that we planned. So I mean, there's all kinds of stuff showing where the Obama administration didn't necessarily just kind of back out against the, the wishes of generals, but actively gave money to quote-unquote rebels, which happened to be ISIS indirectly. I mean, I don't, I just, I mean, I think if, if Donald Trump gets is in that, the seats that we Is that proven ISIS? Or is that allegedly ISIS, though? Well, I mean, the only people who cover it are either "quote unquote" right wing nuts or these guys. So you gotta you gotta pick what you decide is, is right or wrong, I guess. Because CNN would never put anything like that on there. But if you look up other sites and look up other country sites, yeah, you can see all kinds of shit about us. Get and you can even see yeah, American what's the name politicians. Of that? What's, what's the name of that that uh, the one website? I like the Vice, the Vice a lot. The one that uh, the, the Drudge kinda, Report's amazing. Um, the one that that Joe Rogan talks about all the time. It's for, it's from a foreign country though. Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera. Oh, Al Jazeera. It may be. I don't know. I want to say maybe from Iraq, or Iran, or someplace. Yeah, like Al Jazeera TV has. Well, they have an American channel and a yeah. Uh, and it, I watched that for a little while and it like made me feel really horrible and I had to turn it off. I was forgetting this ad and shit. But Joe Rogan's like, this is so amazing. You get to see exactly how. You know the the other side of the world thinks about American people. You know how they sincerely. I mean, I, I guess growing up as a child and as a young teenager, even in my twenties and thirties, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, I live in America. It's all good. You know, they all everybody loves us. We're Americans. You know what I'm saying? It's that propaganda you were talking about. It right? is. It is. And then later on, you find out that you know, it, no, <laughs> fuck no. Even Canada don't like us. They just say sorry a lot, but they, they don't like us, for real. And Mexico, they don't like us either. I mean, do we have any... The UK, the British, I, I, I'm thinking they're our chums. I could be wrong. UK, I think yeah, they hang are. out with they're us. They're our friends right now because they're as crazy as we are. That so. is, because they like soccer and shit. The there. Brexit, baby, the Brexit. <laughs> they like what? Soccer. What's wrong with soccer? Nothing. It's crazy. Them soccer hooligans... They are nuts. They they, are. they fight more than the people that play the soccer do. Hey, Reed, based on the stuff that you looked at, though, do you agree or disagree that our government's been funding indirectly ISIS and giving them weapons? I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's always been there. Oh, no. Go ahead, Bentley. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Indirectly and directly funded, you know, nearly every major terrorist organization in the last 30 years. I mean, it's essentially 
our fault that, you know, Gaddafi was in power for 30 years. I mean, so, you know, when everyone wants to talk about Benghazi and, and this and that, I mean, that really goes back to, like, the Reagan administration. That goes back 30 years plus of of how we allowed Libya to, we assisted Libya in becoming a failed state. Hey, but I heard and, you to look up how, though, Gaddafi, what he did for his people before he died. A couple of years before he died, he started to change and he started to give profits to his country. And he wanted to change the way that they sold their oil. And that was, for, at least from what I've read anyway, is ultimately what caused us to go into Libya. He wanted to stop selling his oil by the dollar. And he wanted to sell it by something else that was more beneficial to his country. Right. But I think that all kind of boils down to like, uh, you know, the the greater good kind of argument. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what he was yeah. doing was he was still doing horrible things and still holding people back. He was still a despot and a fascist, you know, who was yeah. dictating these people's lives. Like a lot of people like to make the argument. Well, what was the first word that, before uh, fascist, fascist? You just said a despot? Despot, yeah. Okay, like, like, did, can I get a definition on that one? I'm, I'm dumb. I'm sorry. I don't know what that what? word means. I'm sorry. I can look it up, but if you could just tell me, I'd feel better. So I wouldn't feel so stupid. Despot, what does that mean? Or what does that mean? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to be smart asses. But in despotism is in, um, you know, like a, he's one a piece person of shit. with absolute power, you know, oh, kind of like. Okay. Uh, so he's like, like a, a, he wants to be like a monarch, like a, um, a ruler, that kind of thing? Yeah, despot is pretty much like absolute authority, you know, gotcha. so I mean, it's just, okay. like, just like dictator or anything else, just another. Oh, yeah. Okay. I understand that. It, it was just funny to me that, that, uh, Nazi propaganda still came back to current affairs and and Donald Trump and how this world. I mean, it, it's like every you could. The only thing it didn't was the paranormal. You notice the paranormal didn't. That got to run its course, but the Nazi propaganda still ended up coming back home. And that's because <laughs> it does wrap around completely. Because I mean, Goebbels' whole thing that he pushed on Hitler was the concept of total war. Yeah, and. The concept of total war, you know, is uh, that everything, civilian, uh, civilian or otherwise, is to be engaged in war. You know, there is no job, no facet of life, nothing that goes on that isn't directly affected by war or, or isn't a target. You know, it's essentially just uh, like military state. You know, I mean, there's everything must wrap back to war, to the conflict, and, and that was what Goebbels did really well was entrenching themselves in, in every part of of German life, like going back to propaganda. He even had like periodicals, you know, there were even like teenage boy and teenage girl Nazi magazines, like, oh, yeah. you know, not like Nazi TV. Tiger. Yeah, you like know? Tiger Bean shit, but it was the Nazi party. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in sandwich. literally every part of life, because he, uh, they essentially tried to lift the, uh, they tried to lift the rules on individuals who couldn't be drafted. Um, you know, that was one of Goebbels' really big things, too, that he sort of failed at. He was great at propaganda. He was great at getting new people, but he was not so great at um, trying mm -hmm. to get people to re-enlist who were, uh, had previously already done their service, either in World War One or who were just not eligible to be drafted again. He essentially wanted every person, everyone, you know, from one, a certain age up to have a rifle in hand. Um, you know, so it was that was one of the things that he was not so good at. He also um, made sure by the that way, they he, had he was radios. not alive. 
Nuremberg trials, he also committed suicide, just like Hitler did. They, him and his wife gave all their kids cyanide and killed themselves, too, just like Hitler did, like, seven days after. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, have you ever heard the conspiracy? Hold on one second real quick. He, uh, he also made sure that the poor people, this is one of the things that he did. Whenever Hitler would have his speeches, he would make sure that the poor people could buy radios for like uh, really small amounts, really cheap little radios, transistors, so that yep. everyone would be able to hear, everyone in Germany would be able to hear what he says. So when he came, we would come out, and you've seen the, the footage of him coming out and having the Third Reich in front of him and stuff. When he came out, they said he would have like dozens and dozens of speakers, which, I mean, they you got to figure this is 19, what, 40s and 50s? So yeah. that th- late 30s, I think. Late thir- uh, he came into power yeah. in 33, I want to th- say. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he came into power in 33, so this is the 30s. So imagine what kind of shitty fucking speakers. There wasn't even no stereo then. It was all mono shit. So <laughs> they would have all these speakers, though, to make sure that everyone that was out there could hear what he had to say. Because he was such a, you know, when he came out, he was such an imposing force. You know what I'm saying? And I, it's terrible to say that, but I'm such a despicable human being. I mean, but, but it's he true, was, though. I mean, yeah, he, he, he was, was imposing, and and it's it's rough because people talk about him, and you have people that idolize him and do dumb shit, and like you know, talk to make it. They try to make it to where justify the bad he did to where he's good. And when I hear that kind of shit, that's the stuff that that scares me. There's nothing that you can do that would justify killing that many people. Yeah. No reason that, that justifies that. And people, that. well, you know, he did do this. Okay, you can name his good accomplishments to me, so you're blue in the fucking face. The bottom matter. line is that he's a piece of shit. Right, but at the same time, it is always a good idea to at least hear the other side so you can imagine just for a second, what they mean. I'm not saying they're right, but I'm just saying that in some. Oh, I'm saying they got just as much right to say that shit and let me, let me, you know. But it doesn't mean I have to sit there and agree with them and go, you, you know what? The injustifies means. Let's just say too. I'm I'm not saying that. Let's just say too that he was a little bitch because he killed himself right before getting caught. That's what he was just talking about. How Goebbels did the same thing. Didn't he say Goebbels killed his kids too? Right, God, like a man, let somebody kill you. What about the conspiracy theory that he uh, he lived in Cuba uh, for a lot longer than that? Yeah, there, that's, there's everybody a lot. lives in Cuba when there's they die. There's, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about everything. Like I learned, Bentley. Did you know? I know you're. Uh, you, I, pro- I asked him to come on for a little while ago. I got him on for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But uh, uh, are you having fun though, right? Yeah, man, I haven't been doing anything today on my off day besides playing Resident Evil 7, so this was there a good go. break. So we're better than nothing. He, he, goes, hey, what? he goes, you're right, he's playing the game as we speak. When we start talking, he plays the game until it's his turn to talk again. He ain't fooling nobody. But, uh, no, like, uh, I was talking about uh, the, the conspiracy theory about Bill Cosby. Do you know how he, how he was about ready to buy a movie studio, had the money, was going to buy it and everything, and then... The first woman came out. I mean, now it's like 60 women came out, so I don't know. Part of me is like, okay, is there really 60 women that would come, you know, that that that, that would be low life enough to lie and say, hey, this guy did this thing and tarnished this man's reputation? But, you know, I, I, I honestly think that... Can he, you imagine one woman doing it? For sure. Multiply that by the... 
I don't even know what the world population is right like now. Like, over 7 billion. Could, right. So yeah. I think that I could find 60 of them that are just... Oh, so you I, think that I, I, be I don't believe that conspiracy. I think it's interesting at the point in time yeah. that that happened, that he was also I didn't trying even know. to acquire that. And it's it's coincidental, yeah. and it lends itself to conspiracy theorists thinking something more of it. But I'm just saying that... I, Definitely, you could get sixty right. people it, together to say something. These, so. And people who do that are sociopaths, and there's definitely millions of people who could be classified oh, yeah. as a sociopath. I'm guaranteeing you, we're sitting here five deep, and I'm betting there's at least twenty percent sociopath right here. So not me. I care about other people. I'm just telling you think. now that there's. <laughs> They're, I'm telling you now, we're maybe. I cried those sad commercials. We're going maybe forty percent sociopath, and I'm not trying to be mean, Reed. I'm just saying. The babies no, around Christmas to the Myers Briggs. I'm INTJ, which is a sociopath with morals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee you that I'm not. I, I no offense. Not a, no I'm offense. definitely not a. Does it fit there? Bill Cosby apologist by any means. So I'm pretty sure he did exactly what he did. I'm not he trying to, to almost positive he did to be a smart and a great thing, but if it, it, and the memes the were so comes. great about it too. Oh, I mean the memes, Bill they, Cosby ones. They yeah. filled up the Facebook yeah. and Twitter world for a good long, and they're still there. Did you know who did the and most? Yeah, new one to me, who did the too. most damage was Hannibal Buress. He did the, the comedian Hannibal Buress. He actually got a career. I didn't know who the hell he was. How though? He's I, a little teeny tiny man. I've never did, heard. How did he get it? I know who he because is, he was what? a comedian. He was in a. They they had a clip of him in a club, and he was like, uh, "I got big timed four years ago, man. I got big timed." He goes, uh, "I was at a comedy club, and all of a sudden, Bill Cosby shows up." He goes, "The motherfucker bumps me." He goes, "I've been there all day hoping to make some money, and I get bumped." He goes, "You know what?" This motherfucker rapes women or something. I mean, he, I can't remember the whole spill, right. but like he was like, went on about him being a, a you know, a, the way how, how he drugged women and had sexual favors with them and stuff. And and after that, he, that dude blew up. I mean, he was already a big comedian, but he blew up after that. And that's how I found out about it. And I never, never knew about Bill, that Bill Cosby in his 70s was Huh? He had already. He just gave it spotlight. It yeah. had already been actually circulated. Oh yeah, a few years before the rumors had existed. Yeah, he brought um, it to the but, masses. But, but Hannibal Burris saying it, making a joke about it, and his like cult following because he's on like the Eric Andre show, and he's had a yeah. couple of specials. He was a relatively uh, well-known comedian. Yeah, he's, a bra- he's breaking out, right? He's he was breaking really out. Got, yeah. Really he's got no Bill Burr, you know those guys, but he's he's a. He's definitely been breaking out of the in the comedy sense, but man, like when you f- think about how, if it, it, think about that. If you have the money, if you're in Byron's record studio, I mean, a movie studio, you've been working your whole life. You're on the Cosby Show. You're well loved in America, you know. And then just because you want to buy this studio, these people create this plot, and this happens to you. If that's true. And Bill Cosby never did this to any of these women at all, ever. Nothing's not saying been he didn't. Yet, right? No, I don't know. He's he he's went to jail and he's been uh, like I think he's out on bond. So okay, there hasn't been a trial. He, there hasn't yet. been a trial yet, but he's definitely been accused. Well, yeah, there's going to be a trial. He's been arrested for it and everything else. So, but if it's not true, it didn't happen. You know what? He's already guilty by social. Everybody already thinks he's guilty. Everybody already because thinks nobody it. cares after the initial headline. After that, nobody cares. It's, it's like guilty until proven innocent. It's the other way around. Right. You know what I'm saying that's when why that, I don't that think that blew my that, mind last time. When I, heard I don't that. think news should be able to cover anything that's pending because yeah. it 
Don't get me wrong. I think he fucking did it. I think he probably but what enjoyed he did? it. You know, now so. his life is ruined. Sixty-seven women. That's just that's just honoring. I mean, he could probably. I don't think you could. Get you don't away think with he could have pulled? I don't think you could get away with raping women, sixty women. Feel fucking dating back dude. to what that's thirty what years like ago? To think, right? Like that dude so, should have been able to do it all by himself. Like why the fuck? Uh, why does he have to do use drugs and things like that? I don't why did nobody so. come forward until now? That's another thing about the women that they did back then. Oh, they did. So Reed, I'm sorry. Laid on were all people that he had some influence over. So, I mean, that's the whole thing about rape is that it's, you know, not really about sex. It's about power. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, he was able to hold it over most people. And, I, I mean, you got to think about just the, the same way that he could easily hide 60 rapes in 30 years, the same way a priest could hide 60 rapes in a right. year, in 30 years, you know, like. I guess I I personally have known people who have been falsely accused of things. Yeah. So I refuse to call anybody a rapist until there is proof and a conviction because that ruins lives. Yeah. I've seen lives ruined over a false accusation. Right, but actual rape ruins a lot more lives. Oh, absolutely. But that's why I say I don't want to label somebody something until there's a conviction. I saw something the other night on uh, Facebook that was a product for women that was almost like a chastity belt, but it was like a garter type uh, underwear that had a clasp on the inside of it that, that you could make like a million different combinations of that clasp. To have basically like a lock safe combination, it's you can't cut it, you can't. Um, there were all. It was a pretty cool demonstration. I urge anyone listening to go look it up. I think that that if the government really wants to make leaps and bounds and show that we don't just let rapists off and we're not okay with rape, that supplying that with every woman in America wouldn't be that big of a task to do. To give the woman a rape-proof belt. Yeah, pretty much. It's not a rape-proof belt. I'll show you what I'm talking about. No, 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 it's no, no I'm not trying, to, I'm trying to be belts on women. Are you kidding me? Yes, I mean, they can take it off. It's uh, not, no, they're it's in control weird. of themselves. What it's do you so mean? How's that weird. It's Come just on, weird, man. man. How many women walk down dark downtown roads every night and have to worry and look over, over their shoulder and have to be concerned with whether a man... You carry a gun. Okay, well, <laughs> some women don't feel comfortable carrying a gun or taking someone's life. So, I mean... No, no, you ain't gonna take anybody's life. I'm a man. I've walked down dark alleys worrying about people raping me before. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh big and God. sexy. They, they could make one in your I'm size. I'm telling you right they now. They could make that one for you. I don't know. that It has to turn around backwards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's got to cover the butt out. But the thing, it's, it's, it's I don't, an underwear I don't, garment. It's like I wearing Spanx down to your thigh. Bad. It's just... I'll tell you what. I, I think rape's more, like he just said, it's more of a power thing. So if they found out they couldn't do that, then they maybe just do something else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, I'm not going to be able to... Uh, d- no, I'm not trying to be gross, but if, if the, the sick bastard has the woman on the ground... It isn't like he's going to be like, oh, I can't get this off. I'm just going to walk away. Well, I mean, we're having marches in our country right this second of women that are feeling like they're being neglected and not having their rights heard. We need to be making an effort to establish that we are trying to make some sort of effort for that community. I do agree with that because what what disgusts me and infuriates me with a lot of rape cases is that the woman is at blame most of the time. You shouldn't have wore this. You shouldn't have drank alcohol. How about we just teach our boys not to rape girls? 
But the thing is, no, the no. rapists are the people that we do teach them that it's not okay to rape, and yet they still rape people. Yeah. And, and it's still the women is the w- woman is who is shamed in For the sure. situation. Not, that's when it's been proven that a lot of times in rape cases, women are not dressed up. They're not dressed slutty. They're in normal everyday clothing. Ignore it. He okay, needs a. Right. Uh, Right. I don't think either that we really do teach our boys or just anyone in general not to rape. I, I don't really think we do. I think that is still the whole issue um, is that that isn't really conveyed. Like there's just very, very much like gender normative man and woman. You know, this is what a boy does. This is what a girl does. Like that's still very much people my age. I know influence very like gender normative like men over women patriarchal society values still on on children to these days you know like that's just there's a like at my job um you know i i can wear a sleeveless shirt in with no problem um but a girl cannot wear a sleeveless shirt um if her bra to show you know, I mean, there's like the concept of the pink tax, where if I go out and buy a five pack of Gillette razors, it'll be two dollars. A woman goes out and buys a five pack of uh, women's Gillette razors, they'll be two fifty. The Which same is thing. bullshit because the boys' razors are razors are better. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, pink tax. You know, like I mean, there's very much, and a lot of these things all boil down to just like the political issues we've already talked about. Uh, everything boils down to labels and liberal versus conservative and. Uh, Separation, are man. They always try to separate people. I, I, I'll yeah. never see it, but I want there to be a day sometime, like my kids maybe see a day so where somebody is, is just is just you. That's women's just you, man. A liberal and conservative issue. I think that women's rights is an issue that both liberals and conservatives should be greatly concerned with moving forward. I mean, to say, but they're you, not. They should be, well, but they're not. Well, let me just say from from a woman, from my perspective as a woman, the two things, there's only two things that I have a problem with. One, women aren't allowed to enjoy sex without, without being labeled, right? We're sluts if we like sex or if we have more than one partner. Or Men are glorified. If they oh, yeah, that's in the belt, baby. And then back yeah. to the rape Which thing. Which I think I got all y'all beat, by the way, but go ahead. Go what ahead. happened to us? That's the only thing. Just because I'm older, that's all. I've never been in a situation where I've done a job that a man's done and I made less. That's never been a situation for me. See, I thought that happened a lot. I thought it was still that way in the workplace. I thought still that women made less money in higher positions. We hear the 76 cents on the dollar statistic. Oh, I've, yeah. never, I've never experienced that. I haven't. In fact, my last job, I made more than... A lot of the men that I knew who did the same job as me. I mean, I feel like me personally, I feel like it's yet another way to divide the country. I mean, yeah. every man issue, every woman. issue in the country is a woman's issue. Taxes are a woman's issue. Wars are a woman's issue. Uh, I mean, abortion and and things of that nature are men's issues as well. It's unfair to men, really. And I know it's going to sound stupid because naturally the, the problem is is that women are are objectified. And they're looked at as lesser, but it's kind of, you know, in the example that Heather gave, I can't get a vasectomy without her signature, True. but she could go have an abortion tomorrow without me knowing about it. Oh, you will? You know, like okay, it's the, it. <laughs> the, the naked and the kind of backwards way that it's looked at as in, you know, hey, uh, if a man wants to speak up about abortion, then he doesn't care about it. Right. Abortion. That's a problem yes. I have too. If I get pregnant 
by him. I can get an abortion, no questions asked. He has zero rights to that baby. Yeah, but you got to sign for him to get a second. And that's not fair. If yeah. he's willing and able to take care of the child we made together, I should be able to terminate that's that good. child's life nah, without. We got into this last time. Into a marriage, one second, though. Hold on, one second. All right, even if we weren't married, I'm going to hit pause on the whole thing real quick because I've really got to piss, and then we're going to move the car real quick. You good for a few more minutes, Bentley, or you need to bounce? No, I'm good, man. Okay, I'm just going to hit pause, but you guys can continue to talk. It's just we're not recording. Through the magic of Nick Manawa's superb editing skills, this shit will be seamless, I promise. We come back, you won't even know we're going. Just whatever you guys do, don't take the fucking card out, because we lose everything. Yep. And the miracle, we're back! That goes into marriage, and when I'm speaking about... We're talking about all the issues in America. Every individual, whether you're male, female, black, white, Asian, Native American, you are worried about those issues. When I, I'm talking about the women's rights that they're, I feel like they're protesting against, mm-hmm. and the things that they feel threatened that are causing them to protest are rape. And that is, although we're talking about marriage, that's older women that are getting into these marriages and abortion older than me 21 year old and older women there's something to be said there when you're talking about abortion between a man and a woman they have different arguments like you were saying a man can not go get a vasectomy but a wife can or a husband can't go get a vasectomy without his wife's approval but a man or a woman can go and get an abortion but what my issue and what I think the women's issue is that the younger women of this generation are the ones that are most concerned with rape as a potential threat to them and abortion applies to them in the cases of rape and incest and those are all younger women who I think would benefit from the type of product I was just talking about. And I just want to go on record saying that I agree with you. I think when it's a case of rape or incest, no woman should have to go through that type of trauma and then be reminded daily that they were raped or whatever. But that is a small percentage of the abortions done these days. I cannot get behind an abortion that's not medically necessary Mm -hmm. or mentally necessary if you had unprotected sex and you woke up whoopsie i might be pregnant i can't get behind that right it's not it's not it's not a mystery how babies come to be i mean you've been pregnant obviously you know right you have kids yeah so like you know let me just say i don't expect everybody to share the same opinion that's my opinion and I understand right. people are going to differ from me, and I'm okay with that. That's for real, because 300 bucks has saved my ass on a numerous occasions. I'm telling you right now. I mean, right. there would have been a bunch of more little Vincents running around. I'm joking, I'm joking. But I'm, I'm pro. It's not my choice. What you want to do with your body, that's on you. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. What do you think, Bentley? Right. I'm sorry. We seem to just cut you off at the very beginning. Welcome back to the show. Where are you, Hi. Bentley? Hello. Hello. <laughs> No worries. Um, Like, I I think it all boils down to, like, uh, opinions are well and good, and it's good that you are a person who realizes it is just your opinion. And, like, personally, you wouldn't do it, but you don't feel – it doesn't seem as if you would feel it necessary to take away someone else's right to do it. Right. You would. Um, But, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't like that. A lot of people – 
think that you know their belief on it, usually steeped in religious belief, uh, is, it is. It, is the is the status quo, and it's not because you know as being someone who you've obviously been pregnant, you know what it's like. Not everyone is strong enough to go through that, especially when they either maybe don't have a support system. Um, you know, you can't just say, well, well, you know, I had unprotected sex, I woke up pregnant, oh shit, now I got this kid, because the other half of that equation may very much not want to be in the picture, you know, like, it could very easily be a guy that, you know, a girl never talks to again, and she can't be expected when it's already hard enough with two functional, able parents to bring a kid into this world and not fuck up, like, why would, I would never want someone who doesn't think they're ready for it to to go through that and try and do that uh, having kids the thought of having children fucking terrifies me because <laughs> like i i can barely function myself like i am so fucked up i just learned where you buy cereal like the mm-hmm. other day you know at like 25 like how the fuck could i take care of a child you know so right and that's fine but on the flip side what if it's a dad who fathered that child that wants to be involved wants to adopt that child even if he's okay with writing the woman out of that child's life he has zero rights to keep his own child alive right but i mean it's gonna be inside of her gestating for nine months you know so i mean like that's that's what it boils down to where's the level of responsibility though i mean Dude, come on, man. I mean, how many people you know that was raised by two parents? How many people? I mean, honestly, so many people that you know were raised by one parent. Well, right? my parents raised me. They're still married to this day. Mine wasn't. I'm a very died, lucky, so. fortunate okay, person. We, we, we are the weird. I understand. I'm very fortunate but if for you that. Co- if you commit a crime and you go to jail for it, or even if you plead guilty to a crime, you're, and that's going to be on your record, right? You don't get to expunge it because you feel like you No, but she can't it. testify against me. She's my wife. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is that you make mistakes, you live with it. I mean, I understand that. I mean, and I'm not against abortion at all. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, like I'm not saying that you push. shouldn't be responsible, but I'm but saying that you, you know the deadbeat dad shit is fucking ridiculous. No, I mean, dead dead moms too. Like, yeah, 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 but it's it's ridiculous. The people not taking care of their kids is a fucking. It's worse. The only epidemic worse than that in America is overage driving. Oh, my God. Oh, it's bad. Overage driving is the worst fucking thing ever. You're close to that, though, right? I'm serious. You don't eat a dick. I want to have so many people that I swear to God, me and my son play a game. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but old people that, that sometimes they can't drive, sometimes I want to I lose my shit. It's it's worse than a, watching a wrestling match and seeing somebody get dropped on their head. It is. It's like, oh, oh, my God. He's 95 years old. Who let him drive, you know? It's terrible. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like, it's your turn, uh, Nick Cantlin. I'm, I'm sorry, Nick Future. <laughs> no, ben, I mean, yeah, he, uh, go ahead, Bentley. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I think, um, I think it's a very cavalier idea to say like personal responsibility comes into account with it. But you know, it's gonna happen. That's it's like a fairy tale kind of. It is, man. It's it's very. I mean, it's it's a novel idea to say that someone should be responsible in that sense but that's the whole issue is that people inherently aren't responsible we've already got seven billion of us walking around so whether it's a good reason or a bad reason i look at abortions just like drugs you know i mean if someone wants to do it it's their choice it's their body you know at the end of the day it does not affect me that's where any other issues that are highly contested that do have a direct effect on the people around you, but at the end of the day, whether or not someone is irresponsible and uh, you know gets an abortion and and you know ends a, a not 
get born life or, you know, however you want to look at it, life or not, amoeba or fucking, you know, infant, however you want to look at it, like, that's, that really doesn't affect anybody else, you know, there's no, like, it's not depleting the ozone layer, it's not, like, causing crime rates to spike, like, there's no direct correlation to affecting other humans, it's one of the most personal decisions at the end of the day, it's not even like drugs, where I go out and you commit a crime and you do something that affects other people, there's literally no effect on the, the outside world if someone chooses to get an abortion. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think if I was a, if I was a parent, even, even me being for abortion, I'm not against it. I just think that it's something that's pushed as a very too free of an idea. I mean, this idea that, you know, oops, I banged Jesse this week. He got me pregnant, and two months later, oops. You know what I mean? Like, I just... And also the fact that it was... You know, it was created, you know, the the whole the whole idea of the, you know, the Planned Parenthood tied in with abortion and the ideology of exterminating the black race is another thing. And you look at how many, you know, minority babies are aborted each year. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of scary to Kurt's think that... about to dive out of his head. Go ahead, Kurt. Well, this just... We talked about education earlier and the need for higher education to be allowed to students. I'm going to tie this in, I swear. <laughs> and I, I think that allowing – there are certain subjects that we need to make sure that our the kids of this generation are learning. And one of those things is sex education as well as financial um, stability training and other things that are going to really contribute to our society. (laughs) And so getting back to the abortion topic, if we have the biggest problem with making banning Planned Parenthood is the fact that women are still going to go and have abortions. They're just not going to be executed by a trained professional. And so that's a problem. But as well as Nathan Future said, there's an issue in our society where people think that it's just okay to have abortions on a regular basis, which it's not because that light, what if that that light that we're snuffing out and we don't think anything of it, what if that was the brain that was going to go through the the different opportunities in life that led up to a brilliant mind like someone like Tesla or Einstein? And so that's my biggest issue. Let them go through the child care system but that's another issue the child care system's broken so we have to fix these other aspects of our society to help women in in those situations okay so two things one i agree with you that if it's made illegal women are going to do it and it's going to result in probably more lives lost than just that unborn child. Yeah, back out so, abortions and shit, yeah. Like for that reason, right. there the should be there right. should be right. help for women because they're going to do it regardless. Secondly, I want to ask you, Kurt, is. when did you first take sex ed in school? When was it first introduced to you, your younger generation? So. My freshman year of high school, I had to take a PE class and a health class that covered STDs, but they didn't get into the extensive into like the details. So you had okay, so, and so I'm like what, ten years older than you? Kind of a scare tactic. So I'm like ten years older than you, right? Yeah. Third grade is when I first started taking sex wow. ed classes. Where was learning? You, you? Well, we started learning about because girls start periods right. pretty young, so we started learning about girls. they separate boys and girls. 
taught girls about our sexual organs. Boys learned about theirs. Then by fifth grade, we were more integrated, and it wasn't really about sex, but our organs and what they're for, and they normalized it. They didn't make it this taboo subject. It was normalized. I'm sorry. The first time they pulled down the chart thing and I saw that big old dick on the board, I laughed. I was like, <laughs> and I think, but I think that's the problem that you didn't take like until, until your freshman year. Yeah, People freshman. need to learn about their bodies and what it's intended for. Definitely. I think the and parenting has a lot to do with it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Bentley, what's your take on the subject? Um, I, I really just... Uh, as far as sex education goes, like, uh, I'm 25 and never once did I have a sex education class in the state. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what are you, where are you from? You're from the sticks of Kentucky, basically, right? I mean, it's, well, I mean, it's I'm, I'm down, from Pike County originally, but I mean, I, I went to high school in Georgetown, which is right outside of Lexington. Yeah. Um, pretty good oh, high yeah, school, boy, yeah. going to town, pretty civilized. So, I mean, I... I mean, I never once had a, a sex education class, um, so I, I think that yes, obviously that's important and that's something we need to stress. But again, I think it all wraps back around to uh, I I just really don't see it it affecting you know anyone else. Like yeah, sure, maybe personally, like I would hold myself accountable uh, if I'm in you know any some kind of a even a loose relationship i would probably try and do what you know most would consider the right thing and raise a kid but i mean i also have an abortion fund put back so i mean you know like there's just in case it. she's fucking absolutely crazy no offense but if we make you know? sex la- less taboo i feel like people would make less bad decisions it might result in an abortion yeah but i think lots of times man I and mean, you get alcohol or drugs involved or you get just <laughs> yeah. playing, or you, you just might make some dumb decisions stupidity. yeah you just get playing stupidity done like out of nowhere, how many times, everybody here sitting here, I'm not trying to be gross or anything else, they had not had any idea that they were going to be having sex at that time. And it just happens. And then, as I, it's so surreal. And after it happens, you're like, oh shit, damn, I wish I'd enjoyed the fuck out of that so much more. It's over now. You know, everybody here has had that experience before. So, that's what happens, and that's why, you know, no offense, that's why this dude has an abortion fund. It's why, you know, the, the things are the way they are, man, because... I don't want to say spontaneous, because it doesn't have to be that. It could just be, oh, man, we're hanging out. And they say, oh, what's going on? Well, right. You know, it's Or happening. you're just in the moment, and you might not think about getting that condom out that's in your pocket. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm an old man. I'm going to quit talking about this now because my parents listen. Yeah, I don't want to be, yeah, because I don't want your dad to be like, So hey. going back to the education, what are the other topics? I mean, I've touched a couple, but what? I mean, religion and multiple religions do, I mean, oh, we can't, man, we have to get, separate, religion is such a big aspect in life, yeah, but if we could separate religion from sta- or church from state and teach all the religions and really their similarities, because people would have history. a greater understanding not, of what everybody else believes. Every, every be Bible, yeah. Quran, whatever they're called in other countries, I don't know. It's all history, so why wouldn't it be included in history? Well, I said this last, like last podcast before last. I've never, I didn't know that there were so many. It's a uh, uh, Hindu. I didn't know that the Hindu people, the religion they had, that they had like two different sets of gods, old gods and new gods. It was almost like they believe in like Greek mythology stuff. It's absolutely fascinating if you read about it. The only reason I found out is because I read it in a damn comic book. But 
I mean, it was true. That's polytheistic when you believe in multiple gods. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're going to break out the big words. I wouldn't know what that meant, but yeah, polytheistic. And then, you know, another thing, like, Scientology being a religion is a fucking joke. If you've ever watched that whole thing, but who am I to say? Religions are what people get. I mean, it's almost like anything else. People are paying into this. That's why the churches get are building massive things. Why can't you just have church on the beach and sitting on the ground? Right. Like, I'm not well, a religious can, person because I think that, that way, too. You're but it fascinates me to see what other people follow and believe. Yeah. And no, so I religion think is very interesting. I think it's good for people in America to expand... Because all we know here is Christianity, Catholicism. I was just saying that there's a, the money that Scientology is making, and it's crazy that they're c- considered a since they're a church, people believe in it, and so it's it's what people put their faith in. It's just like people that protest this the one percent, and then go out and buy their pair of Jordans or go purchase the most expensive new Kylie Jenner the makeup Jeezy, they can yeah. get, the or the Yeezy phone. It, Easy it, phone. It's what you're supporting. We pay money to the church. The church has got huge. We spend money at Nike. Nike gets huge. Support your local. I mean, local business. I that's my biggest What's thing. Support the... people that are creating things in your local area. I know, man. Start getting the you. soup can and get strings and run it to your neighbors and like pull it and go. Excuse me, how you doing? Well, yeah. or, got, or have real interaction. Fuck the phone. Go have a real interaction with somebody. I'm talking to all that. three. All right. Don't we have the local churches here? And you don't need flags. that phone that's in your hand. What's if this phone that's in my uh, hand, though, here in a minute, I'm gonna look and see what else is going on. Plus, you can watch porn. That huge church, uh, something Eastside, Southside. Six Flags over Jesus. Right, that's Six Flags over Southeast Christian. Why does it have to be that big? Because they have that many people that 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 put the money in, and they have a shit ton of money. Because when you go to church, I'm telling you, I go to matinees all the time at Escape Theater, and they block up the roads, and it makes me mad. When I I was in high school, my my mama and papa forced me to go to church. Which I hated. Fuck getting up early on Sunday morning. Oh. And like they they would preach almost every single Sunday. If you do not give ten percent of your oh, yeah, weekly earnings, yeah, yeah, you're you're a sinner. Like where in the Bible does it say you have to give ten percent of your weekly earnings? It says you're supposed to give back to your church. It doesn't. It doesn't say ten percent. Not everybody can afford to give ten percent. Well, it's okay though. I think some people could afford to give more. You know. Well, I yeah, but I, some people tend to be. Billy, you think, you think we should start our own church? I think you'd be a good preacher, man. Really, you'd be a good minister. I know. Yeah, you can talk, you can talk on the mic, man. You know what I'm saying? And if you could be like one of the hellfire and brimstone preachers, I could be the fat deacon that goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I walk around and carry the money. Dude, I'm telling you, we could start our own church. What do we think? I think we could do it, man. I'd take the tax breaks. Yeah, tax breaks would be good. I don't know what we could. I mean, I don't want to do Scientology, like believe in aliens and stuff, because that's kind of really weird. We'd have to do some kind of almost Christian-based, but we could mm. like split off the Saints, the Latter Day Saints, where they said like it's. We could be like Latter Day Saints are Mormons, aren't they? Yeah, they think that over here in America that there was like people seeing God. Like I forget the guy's name, John. John something. Smith. Yeah, that like he this saw all the book that nobody else could see. Yeah, crazy stuff, you know. But I mean, those are the kids on the bikes, right? They I come out in, in the suits and ties. No, and those are those, those are Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, <laughs> uh, those people don't get Halloween or Christmas either one. No, but those uh, are that's different from Mormons. I don't want to be that. No, 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 that stuff. It, it doesn't do anything for me. Are you? Uh, do you belong to any church? Mentality, those people. Uh, Mr. Bentley. 
Nah, man, it all sucks. I think if you don't believe in something, then you'll probably fall for anything. Well, here's I what I believe. I believe the church, the Bible was written by some people who wanted to control other people's lives. That's oh, what I think. Oh, yeah. But I, in I my think opinion. It's awful, I think it's awful arrogant of us to think that on this great big cosmos that we're it. That's no, it. I don't believe that to, either. What is that? I just don't believe in a religion? God. Because that, religion talks about it. You're no, taking religion no. too literal. No, because it says it's ba- it's the same thing. It's just like say, hey, you ever watch Ancient Aliens? Yeah. I believe more in that stuff than I do of this. Well, yeah. Okay. Because I mean, that's what are you a, saying about the Bible? The only thing that exists. What does that right. mean? Right. I just said I don't believe in the Bible. I think it's a history book written by somebody who. Well, because if you're saying that way. you don't believe in the Bible, then you're saying you don't believe in some of the stuff about people writing stuff on the walls. All that is is where aliens visit us. Where did I say us. that? No. Yeah, I don't understand what you're saying. Where's the parallel? What There's parallel? no hieroglyphs in the Bible. I remember there might be. I don't know. Hieroglyphs. hieroglyphs. Oh yeah, they talk about it all through the Bible. They talk about Ramses reading it. They talk right, about all kinds of things. They, what are you like the Egyptian about? hieroglyphs where they talk about, where they draw that, aliens. They talk about people coming in from kind of winged chariots coming out of the sky oh, to, help us that's from build, to help us build this pyramid. That's from Come on, that's an alien, man. I don't know what y'all talking about. I mean, I mean that's be, just my opinion. It okay. could be, but that could still be related to God. God is the creator of all of this. It's the energy. It's the energy. That's not good energy. Put good energy. Oh, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send some subliminal messages. I think so. I'm pretty sure. So, so uh, Bentley, is it a situation where you said you think religion is kind of bullshit, or at least not into it? What kind of? I mean, I don't want to get too personal. So, if you want to say fuck off, I'm not gonna be offended. <laughs> Uh, but like, as far as like your belief, what do you? I mean, kind of the ultimate belief, just to dig deep. What is uh, what is your kind of ultimate thought process about how we all got here and that thing? I don't know, man. I I don't really have like a set belief. I I believe there's got to be something. Like uh, I don't I don't think that uh, you know, man is like the highest form of intelligence by any means. Uh, I don't know if there's an afterlife or not. I I like to think there is. Um, you know, I, I certainly hope there is. I, I hate to think that this is it, because, like, this is kind of shitty, you know. But uh, I like to think there's something after this, but very much could be wrong. Or I'm more in, in line with, like, intelligent design. Like, there's got to be some kind of something, some kind of... Ben Stein, intelligent design. Energy or creator. But I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I was raised, like I said, I was raised Christian. Uh, I just think man, you know, man corrupts. Do you want to explain sure. a little bit of intelligent design to the to the people that are listening? Because I I guarantee, I mean, Nate the Future just asked me what, exactly what is that. I mean, you don't have to break it down like step by step, but a broad, you know, just a broad structure. Yeah, because this, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably thinking, "What the hell is intelligent design?" Uh, intelligent design is like. Uh, it's more scientific, I guess, you know, it's, uh, oh, okay. it's still creationist in a sense, yeah. I guess. Um, but just that there is an existence of like a higher power, yeah. but, uh, all based around scientific theory, yeah, you know, somebody uh, here before us and that, that there's no way that the human body just, we, we evolved from slime. That kind of like the was there particles t- of the universe. Type, That's or like, yeah. Kind of like, well, the DNA, like the, the, the DNA, the helix, that it was built a certain way. By someone that cre- helped create that and design that and built us that way. We didn't just turn out that way because we evolved from monkeys. Well, here's what I believe. And again, my beliefs only. Mm-hmm. So if you don't agree with it, that's fine. 
Man, but I believe that we are all that. I believe in the universe. We all come from the universe. We all have all the intelligence of the universe. Here, we're just in a physical form. When we die, we're out there. This as an energy in the yeah. universe. That's what I believe yeah. in. Not necessarily a higher power, because I think we're the higher power. power. We just maybe here on Earth can't tap into everything. That the uh, I said we use what eight percent of our brain, thirteen percent. That's a myth. We use more than that. No, I think it's really only like thirteen. It's not a lot, but we use more than that. I seriously think it's only like thirteen percent. I'm gonna try to I'm looking plateau. up right now. All right, well, how much of our At one point we escalated and then we started to devolve. Technology has ruined our minds. Oh, you want to join us? You, let's get. I don't want to call it a cult. Now, here's what we should do. We'll start. We should. We should start. We should try it. I mean, maybe. But we're gonna, gonna have to do like a hill in the face. Like you have no, to have no, the no. hellfire brimstone preacher, be, and then you gotta have the good guy preacher that comes out and gives you the heal and touch, like that Benny Hanna. Benny, dude, how, how long do you think Tucson. you could go without your phone? How long do you think you could go? How many days? How long could I go without my phone? Yeah, like or like <laughs> what is that? Is that your kind of? I mean, nowadays, people's cell phone tends to be their most, you know, like that's their most connected thing. Is that what you have, or do you have a tablet you're on, or a laptop, or something, or what do you kind of primarily use to stay connected to everybody? Uh, I don't really. I'm I'm pretty off the grid, man. Like I don't really. Uh, Hell yeah. I don't. I don't really fuck with people at all. I mean, I got, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it took me. I've been trying to. How long? I've got in touch with you, what, three times trying to get you to do the podcast, and it actually worked out for tonight, but and it was nobody's fault. I'm not saying anything negative. You always responded to me and everything, but it, it isn't like you're you're, not, you're one of the people that don't really, I've heard stories of like you pulling your cell phone out, and you just look at it, and people are like, what's wrong? You go, I don't even know why I pulled this out. <laughs> you know, seriously, that's what Manawa told me. He's like, dude, he's forgetful. He doesn't, he didn't think about things like that, you know? I right. should remind him. And I was like, oh, well. Yeah, I, I really don't, like, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely an exception to the rule. I like having my phone. I use my phone a lot in the sense of like pursuit of knowledge. You know, I like to use the internet. I like to learn okay. things and watch things. But uh, I'm not really all about the constant communication with other people. It's, it kind of overwhelms me. Honestly, it makes my uh, it makes my anxiety go really off the wall. I get sensory overload, like with uh, like too much stuff or too many people. So like I, uh, I really prefer to just like not, as far as human interaction goes. But I like to have access to, you know, looking at things and learning things and reading stuff. So that that's what I like to. But my thing, people all you know, like to complain about like overuse of technology or like right. someone was earlier, uh, go outside and have a real conversation or this or that or whatever. I mean, there's still real conversations, you know, like whether you're having them physically in person or you have them over a computer with someone. I mean, connection is connection to another human. Like it's just different for everyone. Some people like to go out to a bar and do it. Some people like to go to a chat room, you know, like and it really gives those people an outlet because those people – have always existed just before there was technology and before there was the internet. Yeah, they just like sit in their house and wrote books of poetry and killed themselves like Sylvia Plath, you know? So, I mean, like it's, it's like, uh, you know, now I think honestly technology is, is a better thing. Cause if you look back at photos from a hundred years ago, everybody was standing on a bus together, reading the newspaper, not talking to each other. Now they just have their phone in their hands. Like, they try and uh, a lot of people for whatever reason try and create this like anti hip hipster movement of you know 
don't be don't be on your cell phone in my coffee shop or whatever but like really who gives a fuck like yeah. i don't want to talk to you whether you're on your cell phone or not so like uh, that's how i look I'm at it i'm actually kind of the opposite of, of of him in certain ways because i talk to lots of fucking people yeah. like i'll be at the grocery store and people gravitate and be talking to me and my sons look at me like you don't fucking know him why are you even talking to him and i'm like what is he gonna hurt? You know what I'm saying? To have a conversation with someone, or I, I strike up conversations with people out of the blue. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes people look at me like, "Oh my god," because you know it's like in the hot tub at the gym with you know a girl or something. <laughs> you know, I'm, I do that all the time to things. Sometimes it's with other dudes at the gym. You know, like that. I'm like, man, could you put your balls back in? You know, things like that. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's not being you know anything special. It's just right by my face. You know, but uh, I'm. <laughs> I do think that, uh, I don't think that people need to put their phones away, but I do think that my son having, like, three screens and shit, that's bad parenting. I've just let him, you know, uh, get the TV be the babysitter and, right. you know, play Xbox. He's not fucking bothering me and things like that. I think that's a, that is a bad thing when it comes to kids and parents. Like, my kids, when we go out and eat and shit, and when they sit down to eat with me, I'm like, put your damn phone away. We do that stuff all the time. There's, like, you know, I, I ain't gonna sit there and go, oh, we have game nights! You know, but we get in the car and go do something, you know, and things like that. It may even be go to the movies, but if we do, we're not, you know, doing shit. Kurt is dying here. So technology has, multi- it's bad. technology has multiplied more in the last 20 years, 30 years than it did probably in from the beginning of human history <laughs> to then. Yeah. Okay. So we still don't even have tests. For long-term studies on the effects of our television screens from back in the day on children, they and have, now they we are. have tele. They just don't release them. I mean, you no, they do. Some. They do, and what they reveal is that it creates a um, lower attention span. 100%. So now we have it in our hands all day, every day, where we're looking at a screen. You're looking at. We have three. I can see three, four screens within my like peripheral vision right this second. Five, and that's there's no telling what that impact is. Going back to propaganda with five screens and in people's intel, their ability to pay attention to something for an extended period of time do what makes them more ex- susceptible to being influenced. Does it 100%, 100%. not? Hundred percent. So yeah. there is definitely a downside to technology, even mm-hmm. as helpful it is as, as it is. Right, but that, that's definitely an issue. We were talking about personal responsibility earlier. Mm-hmm. That's certainly an issue of personal responsibility. I mean, what you choose to do with your time. I definitely agree with you, Brian. When it comes to kids, right. I don't think right. children should have unlimited access to it because most children are not capable of making the correct decision on how they spend their time with a tablet or a phone or a TV or whatever. I, I don't think it's not really unlimited knowledge to them. It's unlimited entertainment. But, I mean, I think as an adult, like, Again, that's something we should be pushing towards as a society, like the things I talked about earlier, you know, whether it be universal health care, education for everybody, or just treating each other better and not writing each other's problems off as lesser than your own problems or or whatever, you know, like pursuit of knowledge, you know, should be, uh, that should be tantamount, like for, for everyone, like that should be what, I don't know, I look back at like, you know, Greece and, and Rome and and old societies where like knowledge was placed above everything else. Intellectuals were, you know, on the same level as, uh, you know, like 
warriors and gladiators. You know, like, yeah, it was... So Chris those used to walk, out, walk around with his balls out. He didn't care. Wasn't that taxes that ultimately killed Greece, though? Huh? Taxation, wasn't that ultimately what killed Greece? Uh, I think, I thought it was like, they did, like, Auto Brute, where they, uh, they, like, all those seizures, men and shit, like, stabbed them, and then, like, it went to shit after that, I think. Ain't that what happened? I'm not positive. I'm not really good on that. Uh, U.S. history, I'm okay at. Like, world civilization type history, fuck, that's too much shit to remember, man. It's really hard. That's what we have cell phones for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the followers. Oh, yeah, exactly. But still, man, I want to, I want to, I'm, I want to give a, a shout-out real quick before we get off here. I want to thank you, Reed. I appreciate it, man. But yeah, have you been having fun at least? Yeah, for sure, man. I'm oh, good, 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 because we're going to bring you back on here, because uh, I got a feeling that things are going to get a little bit crazier here as as it goes on, because this is just in February yet. You know what I'm saying? It's the first month. President Trump has been in office, what, what 10 days? 10 days, and all this shit's already happened, so it's only going to get more to talk about, more different opinions and different things. And we're not sitting here telling you to believe a certain way of anything. We're telling you to go out and research it yourself and come to your own conclusions. Don't do what I say. Don't do what Reed says. Don't do what Because these are our opinions. Don't do what Kurt Hendricks says. Yeah, this is all our part. This is all our perspectives. Take a little bit from each of us if you can look and make your own pie. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, right. what, I, that's what I'm saying. But uh, um, I want to give you a real quick shout out. I don't know. I know I say this a lot, but one of my favorite podcasts in the world is Tell Them Steve Dave. Um, it's one of the reasons I even do podcasts and, um, they're going to have a, uh, they have a special going on right now to help a little kid who has to get those cochlear implants in his ears. So go to tell him Steve Dave, it's T-S-D merch table and you'll see where they did like a bonus podcast. I think it's like a buck. If you care about tell him Steve Dave and stuff, every dime is going to go to help that kid. And, uh, they, it's a good cause. It's three dudes from comic book man, two of the dudes from comic book man, one of the impractical jokers. It's their podcast. And I've been listening to it for a long time, and I just heard, like, on the way in here, do this. I was listening to their newest episode, and uh, they, they, they very rarely do stuff like that, but when they do, man, you know, the community comes out for them, and especially the podcast community, and it's usually like a buck. You know what I'm saying? Go to a buck, and if right. you have the extra, go do it. If you don't, that's fine, too, but they usually have it up for whatever you can give, you know, if you want to listen to the podcast. And I think that's cool. If you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, you may want to go check it out, or a fan of the TV show Comic Book Man. Because those are the guys that are on there, but it's a uh, it in my eyes, I think it's better than Joe Rogan. I think it's the best, best podcast out there because they talk about all kinds of things and they twist it around and make you think about stuff. And half the time, they're about nothing. So. No, that's always good though. I mean, that's good stuff. Reed Bentley, anything that you want to put out there? Uh, ask anybody to look at or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> nah, man. He goes, nah. Nah, that's fine. I just want to give an opportunity. You want to give a big sign off and let the people know because I'm sure there'll probably be some when I put it out there that, that this is the PDKU podcast with Reed Bentley. You know how many wrestling fans are going to listen to this? Uh, I would normally sign off with like, uh, you know, like go follow me on social media and go to my pro wrestling tea store and stuff, but I don't really feel like much of a professional wrestler lately, so, you know. Yeah. You can do the things if you want to, but if not, whatever. You can just, you know, you can just not. Uh, I, my <laughs> one request to anyone who's listening to this is just um, just go out and try to be uh, better to the world than there what you, you are currently being. Try to be a little bit smarter tomorrow than you are today. Um, so that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Cool, because we talked about, we had one about cults already. Set, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say before we cut off the air that we, you've been wanting to do serial killers. And no, so, 
the fuck are you talking about? You haven't been one. I was just gonna add to his message and say be tolerable of people who have other opinions. That's all. Oh, okay, go ahead. And I was gonna just add to that that yeah, ultimately, as you can hear, even though we have different opinions about things, we were respectful. No, ultimately, the same goal is there. You know, go out, be decent to people, learn. Open your eyes. Don't be so listen. Yeah, that's no. all. Even if you don't, don't agree, be so just savage. Listen. Don't but be I, savage, man. It's so lit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my kid talks. It makes me want to punch him in his face. No, I'm just kidding, but put out there the energy that you want to receive. Right. Be good to those that you don't even think would be as good to you as you're being to them. And you still haven't had perfect week. <clears throat> no seven for seven. And much appreciated, Reed Bentley. Thank you, Reed Bentley. A lot of love and respect, man. Thanks a lot. You're going to come back on sometime, correct? Down the road, baby, we'll do this. Sure, I I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. I'm glad I got to talk to everybody. You guys were all great. I want to do the serial killer one. It was me. I'm sorry. I tried to blame it on Heather, but uh, that shit intrigues me. Ever since I was a kid, man, it intrigues me. Intrigues me. They are. They're interesting because their minds are fucked up. How can you? Oh, man. Especially that BDK dude. That's the one I want to start off with. I watched a documentary he was in, like, on him. Kansas, right? Yeah. yeah, I watched a documentary on that guy, and like he would go to where the news places was. We'll talk about that next time. Manawa told me keep it under two I hours. I butchered it. Sorry, buddy. Reed <laughs> Bentley, thank you, Kurt. Thanks. Thank you. The futures. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. Please, right. please, please don't kill us. Please don't kill us.